I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. When the Remy's in the system, ain't no telling when I'll fuck them while I diss them. That's what they be yelling. I'm a pimp by blood. Not, Not relations. relations. Y'all be chasing. i replay some, huh? Drunk off Chris, mommy on E, can't take your little model hands off me. Both in the club high singing our key, and I wish I never met her at all. It gets better, ordered another round. It's about to go down. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast, your host Rod and Karen. As y'all can tell, I only join into the songs that I know. And uh it's Saturday morning for it's time for feedback. And oh my god, there's so much feedback, Karen. <laughs> I, I guess mean, they had a lot to say to the shit that we was talking about this week. I it is extensive, and um, you know what? It's to make up for the past two weeks. Because remember, we was kind of late for uh, Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving shit, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, well, we only had three. Um, uh, we only had at the time three shows those weeks because the holidays came on Wednesdays. Right, and I but think people are like catching up too. People are like I, I let I let it pile up. I'm back at work, and mm-hmm. I got shit to say. So I guess um, we should start with the donations, as I'm telling you guys, we're going to be here a while. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't mind working for y'all. Y'all the best bosses we ever had. Ain't that the truth. Um, so let me cue up the music. Uh, man, where the hell is the song? Uh, there we go. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. Today's a new day. Sonya hey. F. Hey, Sonya. I ain't heard this name before. Yeah, she's uh, brand new. Gave us the one-time donation all the way out of Vegas. Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetie. I'm, we, we glad you didn't give all your money away. You found a few bucks to send our way. Larry B. Thank you for the one-time donation, Larry B. Thank you, Larry. New, that's new, too, ain't it? Yep, out yes. Of, yeah. Yes. Out of Wisconsin. Yes, Larry B. Yeah, new members class is piling up. Willie. Oh, Willie G. Willie G. Willie G hit us with that recurring donation. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. And tell all your hoes. Thank you. Uh, Micah T. Thank you very much, Micah. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate you. We do. Uh, Michael F. He hit us with that recurring donation. Thank you so much, Michael F. Thank you, Michael. Uh, the name that I always mess up. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm just going to start calling her CC. Thank you, CC. Yes. For the recurring donation. Thank you, Cece. We glad you swam back by again. Yeah, it looked like Quesarah, Sarah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, Brandy J, recurring donation. Hey, that new too? I think Brandy's new. Right. She, she got to be in the um. She got to be in the class, Karen. Yeah, we, oh, bad boy. We going to have to um, extend the first member's class. Right. We going to have to divide it up into two classes. Y'all getting kind of packed in here. Uh, Linwood C. Yeah, this is that recurring donation. Thank you very much, Linwood. Thank you, Linwood. Um, the oldest member of the congregation. Yes. It's an old black man named Linwood. Yes, the deacon. Y'all know y'all better obey the deacon. <laughs> I know. All he do is say wow during the whole show. That's it. Uh, Gabriel L. Thank you very much, Gabriel. Thank you for coming to see us today. Uh, uh, Kirsten F. I think Kirsten is new. Yes, yes. Uh, she left a donation and uh, she left a comment. Love you guys. Love you, Karen. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Full, full caps. Respect the queen, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, there y'all go. 
uh cedric w hit us with the recurring donation thank you said thank you cedric chandra g yes chandra g recurring donation yes we see you back there bobbing your head honey dorian d hit us with a recurring donation i said that's new too honey. i can't remember if we've seen him before but he's probably still in the new members class either way okay yeah you know it's kind of a fresh name but uh that's everybody donated this week play us out for me Whatever you're in right now, smile, smile for me. Smile, can you just smile for me? And my people say, oh oh oh, you're so much better when you're oh oh oh, you're so much better when you're oh oh oh, you're so much better when you're oh oh oh. All right, all right. Hey, it's thank probably, you, Kawhi. Probably what he used to say when he used to watch all that porn. Oh yeah. Um, Anthony H. Level five star view on Stitcher. Let's get that out of the way. Let's do it. it says eleven days, but we never read it before. Yeah, and Stitcher kind of slow. So if you post on Stitcher, give it a while, y'all, because it is kind of slow. But we read five star reviews left on iTunes, or Stitcher. Um, as only long, if we approve it. Yeah, only as long as it's not slanderous or fucking shady, we'll read. We'll it. read it. Um, Anthony H says, "I love this podcast. I've listened to it for going over a year and a half." Rollo and Karen. <laughs> Do a great job every episode. The games, the guests, and the general discussions are top notch. If you are looking for a podcast that covers a wide variety of topics, including politics, gender issues, racial stories, and general ratchetry, uh, with nuance, then this dynamic duo is for you. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate thank you. you. I didn't Anthony. know I was, uh, with, uh, Rilo from Boondocks. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's, yeah, I, I think he's, I was getting Rilo from, um, Sanford and Son. Yeah. <laughs> uh then we also have some itunes reviews and we got a shit ton of these itunes reviews yes thank you everybody thank you oh and to leave us a review on uh stitcher since you did stitcher first to leave us a review on stitcher actually go to the stitcher site and type in the black guy who tips and leave us a review straight through the site you can leave reviews per episode but we don't see those actually on the site they actually stay on the episode through the apps and i think that's only on ios i don't think any other uh, application of stitcher allows you to leave through the um through the app uh, yeah through the app all right so uh itunes um uh, let's get to these things um i think we read Keisha D last week but i'll start over I if we didn't i don't remember i love this podcast your podcast has got me through some very rough days you are the best your podcast has introduced me to many others i'm so grateful love y'all shannon thank you shannon thank you shannon law three dogs says part of the black podcast regime five stars rod and karen are where i've laid my ears the past two years Mm-hmm. keep up the good work and bring yourselves haps 2015 two exclamation points thank you sweetie right back at you maurice t said great podcast 
I find this podcast to be quite funny and amazing. Rod and Karen keeps me entertained with their take on the news as well as their game segments. As a goal for this year, I plan on upgrading to the premium subscription so that I can enjoy more shows, especially balls, deep sports. Keep up the good work and have a happy new year, Elliot. Well, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. And so many people, um, have signed up for premium starting the year off. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate all y'all people helping out the show, keeping it going. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. It, it means a lot to us and to let us know that our hard work is paying off and that you guys appreciate all of the hard work that we put in and we're doing and the sacrifices that we make for you guys. Exactly, man. Uh, a lot of people thought that we couldn't do what we're doing right now. Ain't that the truth? Including me. So you guys are proving everybody wrong. Uh, great show, five stars, Chrome City. I truly enjoy this podcast. It's number one in my top five of podcasts. Ryder Karen on my voice of reason, and I love them for it. Hopefully one day I'll become a premium member to offer more support. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Leaving an iTunes review is, is the best way. Yep. If you can't go premium, leave us that five-star review, man. Let people know that you like the show, and mm-hmm. it helps spread the word and move us up the iTunes chart. Right, and it's absolutely positively free because we understand that everybody might not have the money. You might not can sacrifice. You have other obligations. We completely understand that. So if you fall into that category and you're like, I want to support, I want to spread love, uh, Facebook, Twitter, repost, uh, join, um, what is it, uh, donate your account, donate your Twitter, and donate your Facebook. And that is also a free, wonderful way to help push and promote uh, the podcast. Exactly, man. Um, Poncho, the chosen one, leave us a five-star review, said professional podcasters. This podcast just grows on you. And the fact that Rob and Karen put up almost a daily podcast, you can't help but get addicted. After listening to the podcast, it made me wonder what other podcasts have I been passing up because I was a podcast elitist who only listened to well-established podcasts. Hopefully one day I can become a premium member. Well, hopefully uh, we can keep having guests on and spread the word for other shows, give them a chance to, you know, for you to reach out and maybe see some other things that are out there. That yeah. You know, and the thing is, I would like to just you know say that it's not like we only reach out to other black podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. we have people from our walks on yes we do but it's just typical typically people we enjoy mm-hmm. and there's a lot of good podcasting content out there that reaches a lot of different people that and we've had you know people like mike lawrence on um and he does a nerd them out podcast yeah, keith we've, and the girl keith and the girl we've had on we've had mm-hmm. um um obviously um just wood yeah just wood has been on the show um it's just a lot there's a lot of people that do a bunch of shows that that come through that it's not even just just about black podcasts Mm -hmm. or just established podcasts nope something a little different you know like three guys on or something there's just a different thing and i could name more uh i'm sure some people probably getting pissed i'm leaving their names out right by accident but 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 it's not that and um they're just the ones that are coming to the top of my head at the moment but you know it's not even for us thinking like well, let's spread the love just the black podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch of good podcasts out there. Yes, there is. Now, that being said, I do love me some black podcasts because we get to hear voices that are often marginalized in the mainstream media that cool. don't get to get their our opinions out there. Correct. So you can get nurtured. You can get fed that that you don't find other places. Uh, so, you know, I do love when we get... You know, the three of Negroes, when we get, Mm -hmm. um, you know, anybody from TWIB, when we get people, you know, obviously Chris and, you know, the guys from Women on 40 Acres, when we get people like that on the show and spread the love to them, we're just really giving people opportunities to hear something they may like. Now, maybe you go listen to those shows, maybe you don't like those shows, but we prefer, we would like to give our audience the opportunity to be satisfied even if it's not with us. Right. And and also it's the thing about podcasting. 
uh, as you listen and as you grow, because for some people, we are they like their first almost dip into the black podcast world. So it's one of those things where you need to diversify your palate. So that's why we like to present different uh, people to you, different genres to you. People don't even talk about the same subjects we talk about right. um, because I think in the long run that helps challenge you as a listener and also lets you know that there are other people out in the world. There are literally thousands of podcasts. And like I said, we uh, love the people, the people that we bring on, we enjoy them and we love them. So we want to present them to you. And I know for me particularly, I'm not even going to lie. I love women like women. So for me, I have a tendency to listen to all of them. And so for me, I have a particular thing about women and women voices because it's one of those things, almost like the black podcasting, they're hard to find and they're hard to find good, smart, intelligent, and funny women out there that are not marginalized in, in, in the way that they're presented to you as an audience member. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah. Now, you know, there's shows I reach out just because I'm like specifically like, yo, we need to get some women on. We need to all get... Right. You know, stuff like, but all of them are shows that we find enjoyable, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So we also got, uh, Crafts and, wait, did I read Poncho the Chosen One yet? Um, I don't remember. Wait, he said he called me Rob and Karen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we just, did that. Yeah. Humor on the regular, CraftsandGory.com, of course, five stars. I love this podcast. It consistently, it's consistently entertaining full of laughter, real commentary on social issues, and I can tell Ryder Karen are genuine peeps. We'll be watching and rooting for the show in 2015 and onward. Well, thank you very much, Humor on the Regular. Thank you, sweetie. I mean, CraftsAndGlory.com. Uh, Armani on the Sea says, the king and queen of podcast. Ryder Karen are si- this simply a delight, the funniest, warmest, and best host on any podcast running. Even a right supremacist like me is thinking of changing my ways after listening to this show and realizing I've loved the work of a lefty. From the games, guests, and honest and probing commentary, there's no wonder they've cultivated the best show and community around. Karen is an absolute joy. She'll make you light up just listening to her call you sweetie. If you like to laugh, have a heart, and two brain cells to rub together, you'll love this show. (laughs) If not, well, there's always Bofa. Thank you, Imani. Thank you. Uh, Chi-Chi Mama wrote, I love Karen. Six exclamation points. Five and five stars. And Rod too. Just ha, 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 just her respect the queen and I wanted to send love to you both. Happy New Year, C. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Um uh, Obama Apologist, five stars by Arrogant Demon One. Thanks for another great show, keeping us entertaining uh entertained. That self hating dude posted a review about how he likes to fast forward through Karen talking and you being an Obama apologist, but he can't seem to stop downloading episode after episode is comical to me. I love hearing Karen's voice and her commentary and how passionate she gets when expressing them. If people have issues because of her twang, that's on them. Right. They can either clean the wax out of their ears or step the fuck off. How can you listen to a show, then post some passive aggressive shit to try and make them change who they are? It almost makes you wonder if these people are going through each episode using audacity or fruity loops to piece out the dialogue they like and listen to it <laughs> in a dark corner touching themselves. Oh Lord. Bleach uh bletch anyway great show love karen's voice love rod's take on things especially him being an apologist when it's really only being pragmatic and being grounded in realism yeah yes yeah i find like it's funny if i'm a Obama apologist that's you fine if you want to call me that i don't feel like i'm an apologist i'm not apologizing for anything he did i feel like mm-hmm. he's done a great job you know i feel like it's just been a very fucked up situation that he got into uh coming into office he but that but he got us but he has done a great job to get us out of it and to achieve despite having the most polarizing 
uh treatment america's ever given a president period correct gas is low there's presidents that have been impeached that haven't had it as bad as obama right i'm serious uh five stars all the way um five stars from prof underscore carrington consistently entertaining show ron and karen are hilarious and thoughtful hosts they make a great team this is one of the most adept produced podcasts out there the topics addressed include everything from politics to various and sundry ratchetness there's always smart and silly commentary on racism and the show is powered by black love which is a beautiful thing powered by black love i like that maybe that's the title feedback five stars by falouse underscore brown Hey, Rod and Cousin Karen, just wanted to leave a five-star review stating that I personally love the feedback show. It helps drown out my wife while she gives me a list of things to do over the weekend or something I should have been fixed. <laughs> I hope we're not going to leave Interrupting you Interrupting that, right? You're going to end up getting hurt trying to listen to the show. Uh, not that I don't love her voice, but I'd rather listen to you guys. <laughs> well, she must not live. I guess we just forgot to the mystery. She don't listen to the show. No, she don't. Because uh, your ass got choked. Appreciate the effort. Keep up the good work. We will keep up the good work. Thank you. You be safe out there on the yeah, streets you, with your wife. You get them chores. You get them chores done. Nah, Claire, you better go out there and rake them leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and take that trash out. Yeah, out here trying to get some jokes in on the internet. Fuck around, get oh, choked. Cut that grass. You better handle business. Uh, exquisite. Five stars from by Rich from Two Guys, One Show. Love the podcast before being a guest. Loved it while being a guest. One of my 2014 highlights. Loved it after being a guest. After listening to Respect the Queen, it occurred to me I hadn't left a five-star review. My bad, Joe. Mad unacceptable. Not as unacceptable as these backhanded compliment types <laughs> in the wee, it typed in the wee hours of the night by sad niggas, but still. But <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, man, I don't take it personal if people forget or don't leave us a five-star review. Like, I don't oh, ever no. look around like... Like, I don't keep track. Like, I'm not walking oh, no. around like, I saw you tweeting about the show, <laughs> but I ain't seen no five-star review, brother. No, five-star reviews are optional. Yeah, but we appreciate the people that do it because it do. doesn't take long, mm-hmm. and it is good to know, you know, people are out there, and it helps the show, you know? Yes, it does. Uh Y'all are pioneers in the podcast game and an inspiration to a lot of us. Many of our shows wouldn't exist if it wasn't for your passion and dedication to putting out that die line, die line, die line. Here's to a great 2015 and five years of legacy built. Thanks, Rich. Thank and that's, you. And uh, that's everybody. That was a lot of five-star oh, reviews. Somebody left. Uh, oh, one in Canada. Right. Damn it. Hold on. I got to pull it back up. Uh, give me a second to go to Canada. No problem. Um, I'll play some music until. Sideways, smack it, smack it in the air. Let's move it, sideways, smack it in the air. Let's move it, sideways, smack it in the air. Toronto, Jill and Tor- Gil and T.O., five stars, say, great podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. 
but seriously i enjoy the great chemistry and conversations between Roddy care they keep me laughing i love drake j triz tuesdays and the other great podcasters that you introduce your listeners to it's been a great pleasure listening to the blackout tips this last year keep up the great work gill in toronto oh by the way i talked to justin this morning he's gonna be taking classes on tuesday now okay so we're gonna have to move our reviews to wednesdays okay but i mean it's seven o'clock i mean same you know same schedule but he'll just be on a different day okay so you know we'll have to do that anyway um those are all the five star reviews yes and to leave us a five star review on itunes go to any apple device and go into your itunes and leave us uh a review in itunes uh normally type in the blackout tips and up in the uh, left hand corner it says uh five stars leave us a five star review from there and if you do not have an apple device go to itunes.com create an apple account and leave us a five star review and we thank you for everybody that leaves us a five star review and we will read it as long as we approve of it Mm-hmm. i know you care um we had some episodes last week episode 857 obama apologist well we got that terrible review um and uh we had a poll let's go to the comments first aj the engineer left this comment if rod is an obama apologist then what does that make me i consider myself a history buff and will gladly tell anybody that obama is the greatest president of the 21st century even though we hadn't even reached 2025 yet i get mad when folks a lot of times black folks bring up his broken promises from his hope and change campaign in 2008 but nobody recalls the round table of republicans hell bent on stopping his policies yeah i know we all aren't wolf of wall streets but damn has anybody noticed how the u.s stock market has been booming for the past couple of years right. health care everybody can get actually get some now right. those two damn wars that both are, they're both officially done but folks get mad at him because he's taking freedoms away or he's deemed less black because he didn't yell at mitch mcconnell today about racism fuck out of here over the course of 2014, I started with support for Hillary, but after her lack of comments on anything that occurred this summer anything and fall, I really don't know what Democrat deserves my vote next. But people still mad at him and his lack of comments. I'm glad to be alive during Obama's administration. Um, yeah, let me start right there and go. Um, first of all, not only do I agree with all that, but um, his commentary hasn't been lacking. He has talked about this. It's just people cherry pick. Right. You know, um, and I feel like so much of the Internet at this point is just pointing at people and being angry. Right. Without listening. Yeah. And reading and doing research. You know, like I hear so many black people be like, well, you're the president. Don't tell me not to ride. You're like, what the fuck did you? What? But then, you know, I'll some of these podcasts will say that. But then I listen to the podcast and then they're like, well, I don't think anybody should ride. That's what the fuck he said so because he he shouldn't say it because he's the president because then you know how you know there's another side to this correct that don't got nothing to do with black people Mm-mm. that if he doesn't say it people go the president basically was encouraging the rise i mean he he didn't say anything to the protesters he just talked to the police that's the wrong that's what's wrong with the commander-in-chief that's the problem with having this president so nah he, anyway I, I just found that fun, funny and like i said cool you have a problem with bill with uh with barack obama i hope you have a problem with everybody because everybody he's of all the politicians he's spoken the most about it the most you 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 know in u.s history everybody else that's outspoken about this shit is not an elected official everybody that is an elected official has spoken about it less than him so you got a qualm with him you got a qualm with everybody 
um, and you have the least amount of crime with him. So you need to stop obsessing over him just because he is black. Basically, Obama is a nigga that work at McDonald's and black America is trying to get a free Big Mac because we know him and uh, white America is the manager. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like niggas just walk in like, hey, son, psst. Slide me that big back, my nigga. And he going, I can't do this. Yeah, like, nigga, they saw you order a water. You didn't even order something. I could slide it to the bag. Like, I need y'all to, at to least like, order help. a fucking fries. Right. Meanwhile, he's competent at the job anyway. He's overcompetent. Like, right. overqualified. You know what I mean? Like, meanwhile, you know, he's getting the economy cooking. He's getting programs passed. I mean, he, he just tried to, he just proposed uh, two free years of community college for everybody. What? Yeah, we'll cover yeah, it tomorrow. I'll go on back the show. then. We'll cover it tomorrow. Go back, but yeah, uh, it's basically giving everybody thirty eight hundred dollars a year to go back to school or to go to school for two years at community colleges. Oh, does it count if you already have a degree? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. The point being, these are initiatives. You know, the healthcare. Um, you know, just getting people back in homes. Yeah, you know, not even just recovering the stock market, but recovering the car industry, which we would not have if, if without him um it's you know it's people just have they talk so much even the reforms he had after meeting with activists from ferguson like he took their advice and came up with reforms he didn't go get petty he didn't go i heard what y'all niggas been tweeting about me fuck y'all he got shit to do right he's he's that kind of guy so um yeah i if i'm an apologist then you can just call me that and you can also just suck my dick i know this is a long post but i'm still cooking says aj the engineer Rod, I know you compliment the TVGWT community for being good to one another, but that nigga talk about Karen ain't rolling with me. He can get the fuck up from around me. I'm still waiting for a motherfucker to actually give constructive criticism to this podcast, even though this podcast is damn near perfect, but it's usually a, is a slam on Karen wrapped up in the disguise and disguised as quote unquote feedback. Right. How the fuck you going to compliment Rod and then talk shit about Karen's accent? I thought we left this shit in 2014. That dude told on himself, forwarding through the audio to only hear a man's opinion. Okay, man. And anybody who uses the BET-ish to describe black podcasts is a dumbass who ain't looking hard enough. Right. I said almost a year ago, I was a KRA, Karen Wright's activist. <laughs> and it looks like I have to wear that hat in 2015, too. As long as these fuckboys got keyboards, y'all have a good weekend. Thank you, sweetie. AJ. Thanks, AJ. Uh, the tickler says the winner of the meet me in Temecula drama is all of us. We won the second that diss track hit the internet streets. That shit was so good on its own. Then it got even better when Mike blessed the track with all that ratchet goodness. Yes. Prince Laurent says just one update from the, st- the story of the girl in New Jersey. It's not the same girl. The original girl moved in with the lawyer and her name is Rachel Canning. It does seem very similar because they are both from New Jersey. Um, he sent a link. Um, let me see. Look at this picture. Oh yeah, yeah, that's her. That's the same girl. They all the same. They both white. I'm sorry. They all blend they all together. The they all the same. Don't 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 be offended. They all all of them look the same. All of them are mm. white people problems. Yeah, the, they all got white people problems, and they all little white girls. They look the same. AC says, and they were from New Jersey, so they all the same. Right. AC says, good thing the customer isn't always right. The critics will have Karen speaking like the Queen of England and <laughs> sipping <laughs> high tea. Yes. And ride on screen at a top hat and a monocle. Actually, that would be excellent trolling. Anyway, 
<laughs> this isn't a sitcom where you just replace an actor because of audience criticism man if i got on spreecast one evening and saw that karen was replaced without warning like when they replaced the aunt, original aunt bill <laughs> with light-skinned aunt bill <laughs> on fresh prince i'd lead to protests all across america that's right <laughs> oprah i'd be the protest leader just give giving you fair warning hc yeah yeah that, that's just like uh with uh basketball how you have a starting five mm-hmm. and people that like you can just take somebody take a point guard replace a point guard take a power forward put a power forward and the chemistry's supposed to be the same mm-hmm. and ain't nothing supposed to change and you're like uh, shit don't work like that dog yeah people talk shit but um you know just make a better podcast than us and let people go listen to that instead yeah I, I, won't, I won't even hate on you yeah you want us to change shit we can't change it's not gonna happen that's the problem that i have from the beginning because there is a difference between constructive criticism and you just fucking being a fuck-ass nigga being mean and hateful there is the difference because constructive criticism is something that i i will consider think about it go okay and even if i say no at least you maybe think about it that's different than you talking about shit that i can't motherfucking change kiss my black ass yeah i think a lot of dudes also are depict are intimidated by women that are strong women and i think also um a lot of people are just so used to getting a man's opinion as the authority on everything Mm -hmm. so when you hear shit like i skipped to listen to rod i don't want to hear what karen got to say i'm always like there's so many podcasts with just men yes there is just go listen to that that i love and i listen to and i enjoy if you just want to listen to men yeah and that's all you give a fuck about um, and I don't consider it any level of a compliment to tell me I listen to you and not Karen. Then I mean, then you don't really like the show. You don't. You definitely don't like me. Right. Because that's, that's a ridiculous thing to say to somebody. Right. Because a lot of times, uh, we never get the reverse. We never get I love Karen but fuck Rod. Like we right. never get that. So right. that goes to show me that I'm not the one with the issues. You are. Right. Is Rod an o- an Obama apologist? Uh, i put and instead of and okay my bad anyway yes he's the biggest one on the internet no he's just pragmatic i don't know i'll skip him past karen's comments 12 <laughs> percent said yes i'm obama apologist uh 72 percent said no i'm just being pragmatic now i didn't vote but that's where i fall mm-hmm. and 15 percent they just get past your comments karen they can't tell what's going on <laughs> uh prince laurent says apologist what is this egregious action that obama ever ever committed that anyone needs to apologize for i refuse to play the game where black people and progressives have to bash obama to be taken seriously or to be seen as unbiased even the black people that bash obama are complaining about the emotions of his comments and not what he is really saying come to me when he is wrong not when he didn't show whatever emotion you wanted correct also i couldn't agree with that more also i refuse to compare my comments to the president's because i have room to be wrong and he does not yeah that's one of the things that's amazing is people want him to say certain shit and i'm like we don't know that for a fact and not to not to be an asshole the facts came back a certain way you don't get to be president and and ignore that it's just not the way it works like in the mike brown thing when the 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 grand jury comes back with a non-indictment and the facts that you know that are being treated as hey we know the the police officer was punched we know he there was an injury we know there was a fight blah 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 you're not gonna get the president being like oh it's all bullshit i don't care what the fucking evidence says i know the federal autopsy hasn't come back yet but i don't give a fuck mm. about that investigation finishing i'm giving my opinion right now and mm. i think it's bullshit people will be like what are you doing 
Right. And that's, that shows your incompetence as a person of leader and leadership. And the biggest part, which a lot of people fail to realize, we don't know what the president knows. There's a lot of shit that the president knows about shit that is not passed out to the general public. Well, you know what? I think even more, I, I don't even think that. I think a lot of times we know more on certain things. Like we have the time to fucking sit on Twitter and see every single strap of evidence report true whether it comes to be false or not like we're following every six second of it true i guarantee you president obama has like an advisor that comes to him is like i know all the shit but here's what you need to know here's the pertinent information and now here's the speech that we've written here's the things you need to relay in the speech correct like people they got a team of people yeah he's not get he's not going on tv after tracking this case every single day oh no no, of no every no. hour and mm-hmm. seeing tweets and all that somebody else does that he's not doing that shit so when you want him to be crying and shit he also had to go and talk about isis that day right he also had to go and uh you know meet with uh different delegates from a different country like it's not just i'm the black president and i only care about black shit and that's all that I, my job is like you know, I, I think he doesn't get to be. And the other thing is, all these people that want to see him exhibit this range of emotions, I don't want to see that shit. No, I do not. He just doesn't get to be broken. You know, he's Jackie Robinson. He doesn't get to fucking cry. He doesn't get to go up there and get angry. He doesn't mm-hmm. get to go up there and rant and rave. You guys already know what they're going to say about him. So um anyway, I have no problem with that. What gets me heated the most is that as soon as he leaves office, all these people will immediately drop their standards. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. And that's the problem that I have, too, because a lot of white people are complaining because he's black. And a lot of black people are complaining because he's black. And I have an issue with both sides. Right. I, I have an issue with both sides. Me, too. But I really just expect because um, I don't just defend him because he's black. No. I think he's really good at his job. And he black. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's going to be interesting, and we'll only see when, it, when he's out of office. If I see the same black people that bitch all day about Obama not make any um not make any of uh, the same arguments and against say, the next president and put the same demands. I'm going to be very disappointed, man, because uh, I, <laughs> I shouldn't even say disappointed. I'll probably be like, this is what I thought would happen. But right. But it's going to be very interesting because people went so hard. So hard. And this is a dude that actually has started some initiatives to help black people. Mm-hmm. This is going to be so interesting because your fave, Bill Clinton, started like the worst welfare reform ever. Ever. You know what I mean? Like, so you, you know, like that, he slides though. He a black president because he like, he tried to fuck a bitch on the side and he plays the sax and y'all thought that was cute. And so he black. Because those are the things that make you black in America is musical instruments and infidelity. That's cool. But when you get an actual black president, he ain't good enough. He ain't black enough. Uh, meanwhile, they trying to check his birth certificate. It's just, you know, this is crazy. AJ the engineer said, I'm not sure what was said this episode because I skipped past both Ryder Karen. It was very uneventful. Just, <laughs> Dave just playing y'all. HC says, Rod's basketball stories were part of what motivated me to get back on the court like old times. Got out on the court, made my first couple shots like I never left, yada, yada, yada. Five minutes in, jumped for a rebound, immediately felt the kick Kobe described when he ruptured his Achilles. Wasn't that, because that wasn't bad, enough bad fortune. I'm between government contracts at the time for work, which means normally I'd be temporarily uninsured. But I'm not, thanks to that dude who sang. So in short, (laughs) 
it's, it's possible rob may be the biggest obama apologist on the internet but only because i don't have a podcast because nigga if i had a podcast every segment would be about obama the goat guess the greatest president obama the baller alert all of that all this point all at this point obama could build the keystone pipeline through my house and i'd be there like there goes barack playing chess white while y'all out here playing checkers <laughs> be grateful y'all get more level-headed obama discussion here at the blackout tips <laughs> hey man that that obama kid coming hey i play basketball all the time um and we have you know sometimes you play with a guy and they're they get hurt and they're like man i don't got insurance i haven't heard the i don't got insurance thing in at least uh a year now right because because niggas be like oh shit obama got it i'm gonna just go on up there and sign up for this obamacare get my knee worked on right because they can't deny me right so it used to be a time where that shit was like mm, i guess you'll be limping for a while right Corporate Wildcat said, I just think Rod's being pragmatic. I have some issues with how the President Obama's handle, the handle administration. But what I like about Rod's comments about Obama is he gives us perspective on all the unprecedented shit that Obama has done for this country and how he and his family managed to deal unwar- with unwarranted detractors on all sides with grace and restraint. Like Prince Laurent mentioned above, I'm curious about how people will react to pres- presidential candidates on both sides choose to ignore race issues in this country. If the protests continue and become more organized or blacks place the same, same standards on white politicians, perhaps things will change, but time will tell. Yeah. Um, I think, let's see, it's 2015. Next year, the debates will start. Maybe the end of this year, we'll start to get some presidential debates for 2016, mm-hmm. right? How many Ferguson questions are going to be on those, in those debates? None. How many? I, no, no, no let's, let's, I'm just asking the question. We don't know none. Maybe they'll ask. Mm-mm. what kind of answers are they going to give to those questions? That's what I want to know. Generic bland Because one, the media probably might not even want to know, might want to ask. Right. But two, what y'all are going to find out, this isn't an Obama thing. Mm-mm. He's One of the reasons he's become so unpopular is because he's dared to talk about race and he's dared to actually um, uh, act on race he's sent his uh he sent uh eric holder to look into things that are racial issues they're racial issues they're obviously they're issues of police corruption but police corruption doesn't only happen to black people that's where he sends his people black people can have some shit happen he's like send my people there um i think what you're gonna find out is it's not about like they they were extra they scrutinize him extra because he's black but you're gonna find out a lot of politicians are going to avoid looking like they covet black people too much because the assumption is that's anti-white look at how the police are treating de blasio look at how the police react to the protesters who just want to say black lives matter they they act they take it as a direct insult to them as if you're telling them hey you're evil so i want to see what Hillary Clinton's gonna say when it, cause would Hillary Clinton have taken a meeting with the people from Ferguson? Mm-mm. You know, was she, I, I mean, she, she didn't really either. say shit about Ferguson anyway. Until months later. Right. And I just noticed there's, you know, there's, wasn't a real outcry for her to say much. Right. People weren't demanding to hear her voice. Right. But I want to see if people can keep up that intensity and put that same pressure on the next president because, um, under President Obama, some of our issues have actually made strides. I, will we just let go of this progress because it's acceptable in America to just say, hey, 
white person do not have the white person doesn't have to care about black issues you know that's what i worry about yeah and and it's gonna be interesting because i'm like you i agree i want to see where you put the same demand i want to see when shit happening happens where you go hey hillary we want you to talk about this we want or will you say well she's white why would she care but the thing is a life is a life and people being oppressed is people being oppressed across the board It, it to me it doesn't matter you should look at it as an american issue but because people of color in our country our issues are not american issues they're pushed to the side and you know people just don't care about them and i, I don't think these questions will ever be brought up i don't think any questions about police brutality will ever be brought up if they're brought up they'll be brought up in a way where what can we do to keep our police safe now what can we do to demilitarize to, to uh militarize thank you demilitarize then what can we do to make the communities safe they can patrol what what can we do to make it where the police and the communities uh don't feel divided those questions would never be asked yeah okay i'm i mean we'll come i'm more hopeful than you i hope they'll ask i don't think they and i think with uh so many of the media show uh so much of the media now beholding the twitter so much of it being about submitting questions via the audience I want to know if the questions will be asked. I hope they'll be asked because I then, because then we can get to the next step. I see you shaking your head. I get it. You don't agree. Um, but then the next step is I want to know how people react to the answers because to me, that's more important. And if the, if the question doesn't even get asked, that's sad in itself, right. but then people fill in a blank. Yes, they do. Because it's like, well, she would have said, obviously that black people are the best well, we don't and know. she loves them. I want the question asked so we can be like, so what did she say? What did he say? What did the Republican candidate say? You know, right now, the only person that's really been outspoken on this shit is, um, Rand, Rand, Rand Paul. Paul. Mm-hmm. Rand Paul. So yeah, he's been very outspoken about it. Right. So I do want to know what, what's to be said because part of this has got to be about the fact that police are a government entity. We pay their salaries. They should work for us. Doesn't matter if I'm black, brown, blue, yellow, green, or whatever the fuck. You work for me. You, your part of your job is to protect and serve me. It's not treated that way when someone's black. And I think that is that a lot of that is a space where Republicans could make ground, where libertarians could make ground when they talk about smaller government and over policing and right all these but, freedoms and rights. But but so far, the only people that have tried to make ground are Rand Paul. And the president. So we'll see what happens, man. Karen says they won't even ask the question. Because nobody really gives a fuck. Like, those questions will pop up, but they'll ignore the fuck out of them questions and ask these soft. Like, like this. if they do ask these questions, I think it will be later on, like, once you kind of narrow the field down. Mm. Um, But I don't know. But I don't I, I don't know why. I, I just don't have that much faith and hope in humanity for to, for people to even really care about our issues when it's not. A, now, if we had another black candidate, and we might, they'll ask them those questions. But other than that, nobody really gives a fuck because in our society is designed where white people just don't care about black people issues when white people do care about black people issues. But across the board, when it comes to politicians, for some reason, we look like a, we look at a white man and go, we if you care it's a bonus if you don't we don't care and it shouldn't be like that i understand i just uh i wouldn't be surprised if they asked because i i think that was those are the questions that'll get more interested in like what do you think about foreign policy that's a boring question but if you can get somebody to talk about ferguson no matter what their answer is it's going to be the headline tomorrow it's going to get the most clicks on the internet the most think pieces will be written by about it 
and to me this is a think piece industry now with the news this is a, a click driven industry so i don't think it's about morality i don't think they're gonna ask because they care about black people i think they're gonna ask because what's better than hillary clinton says you know police need to uh chill the fuck out or Hillary clinton says protesters need to calm down either way that's that story is going to have a twenty thousand comments on yahoo that's true so but- I, I i i don't think it's about morals like, I'm not looking at it like, oh, because CNN cares about black people. No, I just Mm-mm. think when CNN does the N-word special, ask a cop and all this shit, they know that racism leads the fucking news. So I don't put it past them to ask a question, just hoping they get one of those answers. That's true. And if they, like I said, and if, if they do ask the questions, I think it'll be very generic because, like you said, people watch the shit that happened to the Blasio and all that stuff. So people are going to, right. people are going to afford, uh, avoid that shit like the plague. Well, that's my point. That's my point. I think they do ask and I want to see how people respond to their answers because I feel like they're going to be extremely noncommittal. Right. Because you're going to find out it's not about the politician. It's about the America. Right. America don't want to hear you love black people or you care about us. That's Mm-mm. that's grounds for fucking saying you're anti-establishment, you're anti-government, and you're anti-police and you're anti-whatever. Yeah. And, and it was it was going to be funny is that uh, you're going to have that across the board with Republicans and Democrats pretty soon. It's going to be one of the things where everybody just going to separate themselves from us. But yet you want our votes and yeah. and, you know, uh, and that's if you care as a politician, you go out in the streets and shit like that and make these ridiculous ass phone calls and commercials, which I know I'm going to see coming up soon. But it's just, I don't know. To me, most people don't really care. They just pretend like they care. They just say the right things to care. They just assume that they got your vote so they don't take the effort. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, get to the next comment. Uh, episode 858, Serial Killer. Uh, AJ the engineer says, Sir Rod. I might have to unfriend you on Facebook. What? Why? Says we became friends a couple of days ago and everything was quiet until you made that serial comment. Oh shit. Yeah. My notifications blew up. I don't know if I could be friends with somebody so controversial. Maybe I should just be friends with Karen and L brothers. Uh, yeah, you might need to, man. My Facebook page, you know, I try to keep things copacetic, but sometimes shit just go, gets bad, man. I didn't know that the, the in, but keep in mind i hadn't posted this episode at the time i just was live listening and giving my opinions as i was listening and i didn't know that the shit was gonna be like 190 comments of people mad at me for thinking that the the murderer did it um he said i wanted to ask you uh well and the other thing too is people ask me to listen it wasn't like i said i'm gonna troll everybody with my opinion of cereal i actually don't listen to people that talk about cereal because i didn't want them to spoil it so i didn't know what everybody else's opinion on it was you know it was like 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 most things i just want to give my opinion fresh without being like oh what did so-and-so say what did blank say let me just listen to it take my own opinion like give my own point of view and then you know we'll examine the bias and all that shit later i think the dude did it i think jay um People want to say Jay is more involved in whatever he did. I don't think so. I think Jay is involved as far as uh, a dude that helped bury a body and, you know, uh, and a dude that uh, Adnan wanted to be his alibi. But even if you think it was more than that, that nigga pleaded guilty to accessory to murder. There's no other charge 
that is uh you know that, that he's guilty of because you're saying i don't think he murdered her but i think he did more that's called accessory to murder and that's still the same thing he pleaded out of so uh he says i wanted to ask you too as king and queen of podcast do you think serial will cause podcasting to expand no i don't do you care i think serial is gonna cause pod- no no I, I i think if you're already a podcast listener this is just was just another podcast in your exchange and yeah there are a lot of people that are listening to Syria for the first time a lot of people only listen because they were already fans of this american life so they branched out from there and also i think for a lot of people they'll just won't listen no more until the next season of serial you know because for a lot of people a lot of people federal podcasting and and somebody said this and i believe this i don't think podcasting will get the mass uh, will we'll be pushed out to the masses until it's simplified. Right now, it's still very complex. Even though we think it's easy, podcasting is still a very complex form to most people. That's why for most people that listen to radio, until you get to the point where podcasting is like a stereo in your car and you can click on every car out there and you got podcasting in your car, that will I think that will change it where people would branch out then but until then i don't think uh, a lot of people would do it yeah people have smartphones they have the capability of doing it but a lot of people are lazy they don't know anything about it a lot of people don't like to customize what they listen to they like to be force-fed because when you when you branch out into podcasting you are a thinking person even though people don't want to say that you are a thinking person if you are a podcast listener because you go i like this i don't like this i like this i don't like this and it takes a lot of work to stream it down to customize to yourself and just like people don't want to customize Twitter and Facebook, people don't want to customize podcasting because it takes work. It takes effort. It's easier to click on a radio to 91.9, the, the, the fan or the voice or whatever, and just let them uh, drum the top 20 in your ear. And this is how the fuck Fergie uh, or uh, Iggy wins all these goddamn awards because, hey, she was simple and easy. And she was on the pop or whatever. So until you simplify the process of podcast listening, I don't I don't I, it's going to continue to grow. But until for people for it to get to the point where more people will listen to it, it has to get to that effort where it's almost effortless. Yeah. Um, personally, I'll just, I just don't think it'll really grow because they're not part of a community really. And they're only about themselves. So and a lot of podcasts do this where they see themselves as a product not podcasting as a genre as kind right. of a product correct so if you listen to serial the only thing you're getting is advertising for mailchimp and probably a mention of this american life so correct. unfortunately it doesn't really do much to solidify podcasting and then it's also very like okay what once a new listener listen to a pot that podcast they, they walk away with like this is what podcasting is a lot of editing right. a, a telling a story uh you know, a lot of that shit, and I think that doesn't really serve, um, it really doesn't do a lot to serve, you know, the community of, of podcasting, so I, I don't think it'll help grow yeah, anything. Because it's not any outreaching, she's not really bringing on anybody unless it's, and it's not not a not a downplay on what they're doing, because I think that she, the, the lady that does here does a great job, but you don't, she's not bringing on other people from other genres to expand and say, hey, go check these people out too. You're not going to get this from her. So when you listen to them, it's them and people that they bring on are just expand, expanding and a contribution to a storyline. Yeah, it may grow, but it'll be vicariously because apps and stuff like Stitcher might tell you, well, listen to This American Life. And eventually if you get branch out enough you may find a podcast that 
is it you know just stereotypical but more than likely no so it says uh i asked this because a lot of people who tell me they listen to serial have never heard a podcast before like they literally never opened a podcast app on their iphone i've been listening to podcasts on and off for almost 10 years so i didn't understand all the fuss about serial but i have been t- trying to tell people who enjoy serial that they should look up other podcasts that fit their likes hopefully more people can begin to enjoy the medium yeah we'll I see i hope so too yeah i don't think so but we'll see yeah like i said i think you, uh, people are lazy and people don't want to take the time or the effort to branch out if they don't have to the poll was would you rather have a bad job or be unemployed very close poll and i think there's and a lot of votes too almost 100 votes bad job 53 percent of people rather have a bad job than the 47 percent of people who said unemployed I think that speaks a lot to American psyche, man. Just mm-hmm. how much we are made to feel worthless if we are not actively at a job. Right. Because We're supposed to be defined by our jobs. Right. Not only are we supposed to be defined by our jobs, you know, pe- people feel like, um, what's the point of my life if I'm not working? Yeah. Tara Hawk says, being on both sides of the fence long ago, it helped my attitude having a bad job with pebbles of dough coming in than waking up hoping for a call or email from any job. Living in America, there is no love for someone not working, even if you're looking, because you can't do anything when you're broke. You know, I don't, mm, yeah, I guess, I guess, I wonder what people mean by bad job, because I mean, I don't know. They treated me bad. It wasn't like it's a bad job because I'm not making money. And I think that's what a lot of people define bad job as. Correct. Like, oh, well, I was bringing in a little bit of money. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like shit. Right. Like, you think you were getting judged for not having a job? I felt the same judgment having that job. Like, this, you know, where it's like, you're a valueless person. We're going to make sure we treat you like, like that. Shit. Anonymous says, I guess for me, I would rather have had, have a bad job while working on a plan to get a better job. Or move up to a more satisfying position. I'm kind of in that situation now. Oh, you know, I didn't think about that. I bet a lot of people writing this are at a bad job. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, yeah, this poll's flawed because if I was at a, when I was at my bad job, if you asked me would I rather do this or be unemployed, I would have said bad job. Cause that's the fear that they keep you in Damn. so that it's the one thing is like, you'll be out here on these streets and then what and it's like well i guess this is better than unemployment and it's that fear that kept me like bowing my head in it to like a job that i knew i was better than and for me it is a trick the the corporations trick people into thinking if you don't work for us, you will not make it on your own. It is a trick. It is a really, really good trick that they trick people into. And it's also one of those things where a lot of people are at a bad job, but most people are so drained and so defeated that they claim that they will look for another job. They claim that they will work. But the average person that says that does not take the effort because they're, so, they're already defeated. So as much as people say, well, I'm going to look for another job, I'm going to get another job and all that stuff, the average person won't. You do have people that do and eventually find something that makes them happy. But for most people, they're in a bad job. They feel stuck, and that's a trick, too, to make you feel stuck, to make you feel like, well, hey, you ought to be thankful that we even offered you this shitty-ass job. You ought to be thankful that we even paid you these pennies. You ought to be thankful that we even considered picking your ass up. It is a complete 
trick and i think a lot of it too is that americans aren't taught to be entrepreneurs americans aren't taught to be especially people of brown tone we are not taught to own our own businesses we are not taught to make our own paths we are not taught to be creative be creative and even if we are creative most of us are not surrounded by people that will uh cultivate that creativity and push us and help us go in the right direction we're always taught why don't you go get a job well that's not really what i want to be i want to be something on the creative side and we go well that shit don't pay bills and and it's one of those things where it's it becomes a a struggle between especially when you talk about old school versus new school i think our generation is one of the first generations that have gotten to the point we're in our 30s and 40s we're like fuck this nine to five shit this shit is boring this shit is dull i can't see myself doing this for another 20 30 years you know we're we're one of the first generations that's starting to branch out start our own businesses think doing side shit doing other things besides 50 years of waking up, punching the clock, going home, waking up, punching the clock, going home, having kids, extending the family. Why? Because this is what America says we're supposed to do. And this is one of those things like if you get in that mind frame, especially parents and, 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 and older people think there's something wrong with you because you're not following the tradition of taking your ass to work. Because a lot of people feel like you're worse, worthless if you're not working a standard nine to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think... Um I, like I said, the flaw, the, the, it's, it's kind of flawed because I feel like the fear factor of having a job that, um, that uh, the fear factor of having unemployment is so real, um, that it makes people think, um, a bad job is, is, is better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, even though it's stressing you out. Even yeah, and, maybe, and you know what? Maybe it is to some people. I'm not trying to downplay that. Oh, no. But I I feel like having been on both sides of it. Right. Um, may, or maybe people just have different definitions of a bad job, but having been on both sides of it, um, uh, I, I can understand both sides. I can actually understand saying Cause I think what a lot of people do is they tell themselves like I have a bad job, but I'll try to use it to get leverage to get a better job. But a lot of times what happens is you're spending so much time at work, right. you're getting uh, your ego shit on every fucking day. And I think eventually you start to just settle. Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to look for a better job. Right. You don't have I'm not going to try to get out of this situation. Correct. I'm not going to try to advance. Like I'm like every day. I'm just, I just don't want to get fired. It's my job now. Because they made me feel like shit. Meanwhile, I haven't done anything that should get me fired. I haven't, I've done a great job. Right. But they just treat me like I haven't. So I start to believe I haven't, you know? Right. And a lot of times you stress yourself out. You stress your family members out. It, it, it is, uh, 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 not a good place to be. And a lot of people have never ever been without a job. So to them, they go, what the fuck would I do if I did not have a job? And it's one of those things, like I say, I've been on both sides too. And it's one of those things where, Especially if you're at a shitty, shitty, shitty job and you become unemployed. Unemployment ain't the best place to be, don't get me wrong. But goddamn, you feel like somebody. And I think some people have never felt the freedom of actually being in a place where they were actually free. Like, they've always been trapped and bogged down and tied down to a job that they don't really know what it is to be in a place where you could do something outside of your 9 to 5. Yeah, I mean it's not even about outside nine to five. Just get a, getting a better, better job. job. Like, even if that's just the goal, I feel like a lot of times they suck it out of you. Like, 
eventually it's like you're not even worth a better job just fucking take what we're giving you and shut up you know right um so i think i was talking more about the mental aspects but i can see how people are like yeah i was make i wasn't making that much money but i was working you know and i think there's something to it i think it's just instilled in us to work you're correct um anonymous says oh and also it's what what defines working because you can be working and not working because like you say if you're not working a nine to five a lot of people don't define that as work like it's a lot of people if you tell them what you do they wouldn't consider what you do a job you know what i'm saying so it's what people definition of a job is Mm. Mm, like um what do you mean? Like, cause remember the conversation you had with Will, how you kept telling Will, and Will was like, yeah, 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 dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people do not. Oh, you're cons- talking about this, but I'm talking about, no, I'm just talking about if you work for a company. Okay. I'm not talking about this. I'm just saying if you work for a company or you're unemployed, those are your two choices. Okay. Like, what would you rather do? Have a bad job for some company or be unemployed? You know, most people seem to be split on it. Uh, so he, so she, uh, anonymous says, I like my current job and position. Okay. It pays different. I'm in a stable position. I like my coworkers and my bosses. It's not all that stressful or hard work. Having, however, my biggest issue is that I don't feel all that motivated to do any more than I'm currently doing and I'm no longer fulfilled by my work. Right. Yeah. But you know what? I would make an argument that that's not necessarily a bad job. That's, that's not what my problem was with my job. It was a bad job. They treated me like shit. They, Kind of how long you take a piss, you know what I mean? Right, how long you took a break. If you walk to the snack machine, that was a conversation. That's a bad, like, that, to me that was a bad job, you know? Mm-hmm. It was the kind of job you dread getting to early, but you know if you get there late, they're going to use dock that against you, you Correct. know? Even though I'm now 36, I'm really considering making a drastic change in my life and career path, going back to school to pursue medicine. It may sound crazy, but it's not impossible. And many people in my peer group have done it. I'm sure it will be difficult, but I don't want to be 40 plus in the cubicle and think I wish I could have done it differently. Hey, you only get one go around. Ain't that the truth? You know, and like and for the record, I just want to clarify because I don't want anybody writing us anything. I don't have any problem with people working corporate jobs. I don't have a problem with corporate America. Mm-mm. I worked a good corporate job for like 10 years and it was great and I loved it. So, you know, this, but it's just, I know the difference between a good job and a bad job. There's good ones and there's bad ones. There's people that acclimate to that situation that are born and bred to be, you know, in that cubicle and in that office. Right. And there's people and that aren't. excel at it. Right. Corporate Wildcat says, Having seen loved ones in both situations, I would choose unemployment. I know the labor stats in the U.S. says that workers that apply for jobs while still employed have a better chance of getting a job, but I don't think it's worth suffering through an often unstable, hostile work environment for a potential new job, especially given how competitive the labor market still is for good jobs. I also choose unemployment because I believe that you shouldn't feel shame for taking that money. If it provides you with peace of mind and gives you uh, helps you improve and look for better work. Given how automated our workforce is becoming, we're going to see more people without work. It may even come down to us having living wages allocated by governments. If so, why make people feel ashamed of it? Why not just have empathy and compassion and realize work doesn't have to define people and we should all strive to find happiness inside and outside our jobs. VC3 says, here's how I see this. I was out of work for years. I went to a trade school out of high school, worked several jobs until the economic downturn, went back to school to get an associate's in business and now work retail. 
when karen says that employers are asking staff to do more with less that is descriptive of how retail operations work today mm-hmm. years after they cut back on hiring benefits and staffing hours will you walk in a store and wonder why there's a long line at the front and nobody is out in the aisles to help you find product even as the particular companies are obsessed with the shrink that's loss of inventory due to theft damage etc and customer service you can thank that particular strategy for that Meanwhile, the stock price, which they post everywhere, is soaring, and the CEOs are making millions. You, on the other hand, can't get but a dime's raise every year if they feel like it. Correct. You don't get promoted or trained unless they want you to. Some employees don't put in the efforts that others do, and they schedule you all over the place, close one night, open the next, and maybe five hours sleep in between, but you're supposed to be thankful that you have a job. Right. We've been trained by so many people, most especially our parents, that it's better to have a job than no job. Mm -hmm. There's elements of truth to that cliche, but given my own experiences, it's better to have a job that values you than to uh, values what you bring to them and allows you to grow and appreciate it than to have a job that sees you as an easily replaceable cog wherein you stagnate, that you should feel honored to have to work for because people are out in these streets looking for work. Mm-hmm. Surely there aren't no love. There ain't no love for folks who aren't working in America, but also there isn't that much more for many of us who are working because companies don't value them. And most consumers don't either. Companies want profits. The consumers want low prices and the Workers who are in between the two get pinched by for every possible dollar as a result. Mm-hmm. Prince Laurent says, nothing will bring your life down more than a bad relationship or a bad job. The worst part about a bad job is that it never has to be that way. It is the people in charge that makes a job terrible. I can spend 40 plus hours a week analyzing paint drying if the bosses and supervisors are cool. The problem is that pe- people get power hungry and think their job is to torment and humiliate their employees. Right. A second thing is that society needs to stop defining a person's worth based on their job. Mm -hmm. People use a person's employment to decide a person's status and how much respect they do or do not deserve. It's the easiest way to decide if you are better than someone or not. Rod and Karen, I can't imagine how people react when you tell them that you are professional podcasters. They don't know how to judge you based on that information. You can't eyeball you your pockets or quickly gauge your level of success yeah that happens a lot now right because they don't know what it is they don't comprehend it and they're like what the fuck is this yeah sometimes i just go i own my own business and then they all respect that right (laughs) right like what do you do for a living i run my own business so i make my own hours okay okay that's good man that's good yeah that's what exactly do you do i host a radio show and it's like oh this nigga um we had episode 859 respect the queen and i think this is the most comments we've ever had on an episode 13 we had a lot to say we had a lot to say and i want to tell everybody man i I thank you for the people on facebook and uh twitter and things like that it it, it really mean a lot because people are still catching up so all through like last week and all through the course of the week people were letting me know how much they love and support me and it, it means a lot thank you guys you guys motivate me more than you ever know oh for a soldier said fuck it fuck is am can sam uh all hell the khaleesi karen that is all <laughs> shawday said i heart karen how could you not she's hilarious and hella beautiful and she's raising her voice for us women forget the haters Thank you, sweetie. Tundy said about halfway through this episode, but I had to stop and leave a comment. I usually agree with Rod on most things, but not this. Thin mints might be the worst cookie ever. Oh, Tundy. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, Tony, how could you? How could you betray me like this, my brother? I might even enjoy a box of chips, ahoy, or Safeway brand cookies over thin mints. Nigga, you a lie. The <laughs> devil is a lie. You a lying lie that lies calling my show. <laughs> and a true fan in you. <laughs> now Karen is onto something with Samoas. As far as Girl Scout cookies, those or trefoils are heads and shoulders above the rest. Also, fuck whoever doesn't like Karen or the format of the show. If they don't like her or the show, there's thousands of other podcasts they can listen to. Y'all are a lot nicer than we are. Listen to ours, Negroes with a Podcast, NWAP, Shameless Plug. I have listened to y'all's. Uh, leave that type of bullshit and see what type of response you get. Anyway, I like the new policy in 2015. Only positive reviews. Mm-hmm. Thanks, June Day. Um, Miss Smart says, now look, Rod. I support your support of Girl Scout cookies. I appreciate, and I appreciate them. It's, however, I got to ride with Karen, be on Team Samoas, hashtag Team Purple Box. Woohoo! Man, y'all better vote in the poll. Yeah, I just would like Purple Box. I hadn't looked at the results of the polls. Them is lose. Um, we ended the show early. <laughs> I know. Freezer, Freezer88 says, if nothing else, if you tune out Karen, you miss one of the mo- best bonus features of the show, Karen's Tanks. <laughs> I wouldn't care if Karen's voice... <laughs> I wouldn't care if Karen's voice sounded like Nicki Minaj on a cartoon, on a carton of unfiltered camels. I would power through just to hear her say things like the underlining facts. (laughs) Shannon, (laughs) Shannon says, amen, amen, amen. I just had to make sure I got in the quick, I love the show comment. Karen is 100% correct. I personally listen to the show to escape. Life can be so hard. Yes, it can. People have to deal with and overcome so much on a day-to-day basis. If you have time to complain about something so ridiculous, you are too stupid to realize how blessed you are. You both are the best. You are genuine, and I love it. You are very much appreciated. Thank you for your hard work and show and for simply being you. Three exclamation points. Thank you. AJ, the engineer, said, I support the executive decision to read only positive five-star reviews or those that act off, actually offer good criticism. I ain't going to sit and listen to random folks shit on the stuff I like and support. Y'all don't like them tagalongs, though? Which one's tagalongs? I don't know. I don't know which one's tagalongs. I don't think I ever had tagalongs. Please don't, don't shoot me, y'all. Cause it's I all just, about them thin mints, bro. Right, I just eat the, I had the purple box, and I don't think I've branched outside of that since I was a kid. <laughs> Once you find the crack... There's no need. Crack ain't a gateway drug. You understand what I'm right. saying? Right. It's like, I thin got mint crack. Thin mints ain't no great gateway drug. Yeah. Karen might be up here talking about Team Samoas, but I have seen her go into my boxes of thin mints many a time. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's and it's mine right now. And it's never gone the opposite way. You ain't never that's caught the, me eating a goddamn Samoa in my life because I would never sully my palate. You put like this. That's not my problem. I like my crack and I'll take yours too. I've noticed, um, like living with Marlo. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, um, I don't know what tagalongs are. Maybe I'll try them. I don't know. What co- I don't know what color that box is. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just know purple and green. Cause when we, when I go, I'm like, give me a purple box and the green box. Cause I normally try to buy us both some. Um, and you know, what's funny is when we first read the review in my mind, I was like, cause you know, I'm always in my head. I'm just like, <sighs> another one of these but i'm gonna try to be we did have the policy and not everybody's gonna like the show i don't want to be to the point where you write something bad about the show and then i'm flipping on you and everybody you know people already act like i'm fucking the incredible hulk sometimes yes, they do. 
like oh rod always flipping on people and shit so it's like mm-hmm. I'm, i read those i get annoyed it's aggravating and i'm just like i guess and then we try to make it a running joke for the show and we just mm-hmm. keep it going right but honestly man it was fans reactions on twitter and shit that kind of let me realize like yeah it was egregious it is getting out of control it is too much and right it's something should be said and we not only that this is our platform we built this we're not beholden to anybody to let them insult us there's plenty of internet out there for you plenty of you can say whatever the fuck you want to about us why would we invite it onto our show it doesn't make sense correct and so that's why we change it to five star view as long as we approve this shit because if we don't approve it it'll never get read out loud so Mm-hmm. Nope. So, you know, nobody really cares, you know, so it's just one of those things where we want an environment that's a happy place. And I realized, too, that there are so many fans that love us and support us. We are not going to let let uh, these few people come and basically uh, take away the whole the joy of the uh, show. And they the, can't. Right. Look at how much fucking feedback we got. Tons of it. Yeah, like look at how many people like we got more love and response this week than 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 other weeks because anytime someone tries to do some shit like that, we always get more positive. Like it's like the fans just wrap us up. Like nah, yeah, we gonna love on y'all. So yeah, you they're never gonna be able to get to us. Yep, and you know what? I'm sorry for you people that actually do do that because all you do is let our fans confirm something that we already know that we are loved all jokes aside like we we're loved and and they enjoy us and they want us to be around and it's one of those things where with our fans i can't speak for any other podcast but we give to them and they give to us and i'm sorry you don't have that in your life i ain't got nothing to do with that but don't bring it over here jim says i have to admit rod's read of all the care and disrespect has made me a bit teary-eyed it was so touching to hear rod not only defend his beautiful black queen uh against the ridiculous slander the haters can go fuck themselves by the way but also to fervently affirm her and acknowledge her endless contributions to his life and the show that was so awesome to witness i love black love side note some of my favorite moments on the show are when karen makes rod laugh uncontrollably it's so cute okay i'm done being a sap well thank you jim uh yeah. and it's j it's gem I, my accent makes it sound like jim but it's jim like like you know like gems and pearls and shit um and uh yeah i mean like i said i think it gets glossed over because it's not like we spend every episode talking about it but mm-hmm. much of the show success if not most of it is because of karen so it's to me <laughs> i i mean i it's, and i don't mean when i say i take it for granted like Mm-mm. oh i just assume that she need to do all this work like i just take it for granted like uh i take I thought it came across that people could understand when they listen to the show, you know, that it is as much Karen show as, as mine. Mm-hmm. And is. then I know, I forget that, you know, people haven't, all, they haven't listened all this time. Sometimes people just don't know better. But if you actually listen since last year, uh, when we had to start the premium thing, that was on Karen. You know, if you listen to that episode, I was fucking hurt. Like I was, I didn't even know if I was going to cry that day when I was like, uh, I got to talk about losing my job today on the air. You know what I mean? And Karen just, uh, had my back covering me up and it was just straight up like, you know, uh, fuck it. We riding. And, and that's something that 
that she did that's not something i did i wasn't sitting up there like i didn't get laid off and went fuck it we riding we we about to go premium i was like nigga i need a job like yeah how the fuck is money gonna come in right what's gonna happen when severance run out i don't know you know what i'm saying but yeah and in my mind because i remember when he called me he was like uh your baby i lost my job i was like oh okay you know I, right. and, but then when i hung up the phone i immediately was like i thought about it and i was like nigga we because because like i said this is probably to talking to him i thought well nigga y'all don't know what you're gonna do but you but you better do something we've been talking about this premium shit for a long time and right. it, I, it was one of them things when niggas now or never it wasn't after we got off the phone she said it when i was telling her <laughs> oh, I, I was I like, did. yeah, I got laid off, and I, she's like, oh, cool, you can finally go premium. I'm like, nigga, I'm hurt. I just lost my job. Yeah, I was like, nigga, I don't know what you're going to do, yeah. but uh, you got so many months, so you better get the cracking. I know I don't have the, I can't do it, but I know you are smart and intelligent enough to figure this shit out, and I will help you. You know, it's one of the things where, you know, as a, and, and this is the thing about relationships that I think people take their mates for granted. But a lot of times uh, when it comes to your mate and being married, you need to support each other and support each other unconditionally and support each other's dreams. Because this is something me and Roger has talked about for a while. And I've always been very optimistic about the show. I've always had big visions and big dreams for the show for a very, very long time. And I've shared these with Roderick. And Roderick, he'll be like, yeah, 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 maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day. Like, like that's what he would tell me. And I was like, well, nigga, today is the day, the one day is today like there's no other option but today it's like if you don't do it today you start by working we'll never get this opportunity again so it's one of those things where i'd rather do it and see where we go and how far we can take it and say nigga we did it our way versus you never branch out there and take the opportunity and i think it's the best choice that you ever made and i will support you to the end right so i think for a lot of people they might not have witnessed that moment so they just come along the show on some johnny come lately shit like yeah of course the show is good and you know and and of course they they go premium and they make a living off of it like it's all taken for granted but there was so much trepidation behind the scenes Mm -hmm. um you know this shit was never a guarantee um i i have this tattoo on my arm of the fucking show i i didn't know like when i made the bet with the fans like if y'all get to this number i get a tattoo I was thinking I wouldn't get a tattoo, guys. I've never had a tattoo before yeah, in my life. We had to up the number like two or three times, right? One, just one. Once, okay. But I was like, I was like, yeah, I doubt we'll get to the number. So I'll just throw it out there and then I'll be like, oh, we were so close. I guess I won't have to worry about getting this tattoo, but we tried guys and it was good. And we got to that number so fast i think that my number might have been 50 mm-hmm. we got to that number so goddamn fast i was like shit i'm gonna have to get this tattoo so then i tried to delay it some more and i was like well i mean shit if we get to 100 i'll get it on my forearm and i'll get it big i get a big tattoo on my forearm everybody's mm-hmm. like did you say 100 and i was like yeah they said i'll see you <laughs> Not that, I'll, I'll see you a hundred and, and, and we'll raise, raise you. you and we'll raise you more than a hundred right and th- and that was in a month that was in one month that mm-hmm. that happened um and we got all those people and some of you guys were assholes about it y'all waited till the last couple <laughs> days when i thought i might get away and uh you know i would t- give people updates and i'd be like oh we're 75 but there's a few days left. Might not get to the big one. Might still get the little one. And then niggas be like, oh, no, you're going to get that. Here's 76. Yeah, they were talking and shaming each other. It was like, I'm going premium. Nigga, you ain't going premium. Nigga, you better sign up for premium. Yeah. I remember Chris uh, from the insanity check was like, man, I'm going to be the one to make you. you gonna, I'm going to be 100. 
and i think he was like 90 something man but it was but the point being like that's karen that believed in y'all believed in me Mm -hmm. believed in the show wouldn't be a show without karen so to hear people calling or i'm not calling but to see people write some shit in trying to shade her it to me is unacceptable it won't happen anymore sure won't so we just let you know right now if you want some hater shit nobody cares about what you're going to say about the show and it will never be heard ozzy davis said rod stop hating on the lovely shortbread girl scout cookies shortbread okay i don't even know what box that right. is right <laughs> you don't green. he don't even know the name he didn't even say what the name was that's how that's how you know they're not good i don't prefer the thin mints as the chocolate uh, cracker ones i, I say thin mints Feminists are nasty, not in the Janet Jackson good way. Tell them haters to keep carrying name out their mouth. Love your show as always. My only beef with your show is that it's not long enough to make it through my eight-hour work day at work. But thank God for the replay button. <laughs> I know for a lot of people, man. A lot of people, we mess around. I think one day we fuck around have a three, four-hour show. They be like, yes, halfway through my work day. I always be ending the show sometimes like man that was too long you know like when we do the premium shows i'm like ah why did i fucking do four hours of balls deep no one needs four hours of fucking sports talk but you know people love it people people still live tweet it and tell us how much they liked it and write the next episode so i'm like i guess it wasn't too long Mm -hmm, because time go by quick yeah uh teresa uh teresa i'm sorry writes in well you've done it rod has finally done it his passionate defense of karen this episode finally made up my mind to become a yearly premium member as soon as i get my next paycheck next week i hope you're proud of yourself rod (laughs) (laughs) all kidding aside you both rock anyone who could be so vowed to karen ain't worth knowing her accent especially when she says thank you sweetie is like a warm (laughs) hug (laughs) Um, you know what's funny too is uh we did get more people that signed up this week. So somebody called or uh, wrote in some hateful shit and we actually got more people that were like, now I'm ready to spend this money. Like I have thanks. had enough of you hater ass hater. Right. Thanks asshole. We appreciate the extra, uh, people coming in. Like yes. you just made people want to like show, uh, even more respect and more, um, def- deference to the show. Yes. Thanks. And we thank you for all the new premium people. Thank you. You have an additional two, three hundred, however many shows out there that is brand new to you. Listen and enjoy. And we continually put new shit out there so you'll never get caught up. VC3 says, much as I like Rod on this show, is nothing without Karen's laugh. I can't tell you how many times I turned this show on after crappy days at work and hear Karen's trademark. Ha ha. <laughs> and I'm busting out laughing. The positive vibe of TBGWT is what kept me a listener for the last couple of years and will keep me a listener. If you claim to love TBGWT and yet don't like Karen, you're fronting. This show isn't as good as it is without Karen as its co-host and equal partner. That's Thank what you. That's what I'm saying. Like, could you, like, I remember I had a friend, or have a friend, who we used to both listen to Keith and a girl. And, you know, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, and he was like, yeah, I like, Keith, well, I just hate him. And I was like, then you don't like, like the, the show. Sh- right. He's like, no, no, I love the show. It's just, you know. No. And then it was like complaints about her. And I was like, yeah, but Keith does the same shit that you just said. Right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, and I was like, and he's like, well, what about this? I'm like, well, him to make jokes this way sometimes. And, you know, if you're hating on her, then you're just missing the fucking joke. And yeah. that could be some of the most brilliant part of the show is right. the stuff that she does and adds to the show and some of the, like, her impressions and all this shit. Right. They're and the best. 
right and it pissed me off so bad where i was just like like you're not a fucking fan what the fuck are you talking about like don't group yourself with me but i'm thinking of it from my perspective as a fan so being on the other side of it i'm just like i guess it's criticism and you just gotta listen to this bullshit but then i you know mm-hmm. if if it was the other if the shoe was on the other foot and i was able to talk to somebody just a fan of the show i'd be like you're an asshole and you don't like the show or you don't like women but either way there's no fucking way you like this show and don't like half of it so right. you can you know so anyway it, it reminded me of that and, and that was a conversation i don't even know if we had a podcast at the time that was just a conversation i had with somebody where i was like it seemed insane to me to think that shit at the time right so to hear someone right into our show about it it's like are you a crazy person like who who would listen? I wouldn't listen to something I hated half of. That doesn't even make right. sense. No, it doesn't. That's like, I like Snickers, but I don't like the nuts. I right. like M&M's, but I don't like the chocolate. Yeah, why that the fuck? That shit makes no sense. Why the fuck would you do that to yourself? Anyway. It's like, no, you you really don't like Snickers then, because the, the nuts is built into the Snickers bars. Like, you know how many times you have to skip to, to only listen to me? Oh, you would always be, I interrupt you so much, you would always be skipping. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. If you like it, I love it. I don't care. Just don't write the show no more. Capadonna said, good for standing for your wife, man. It's pathetic and outright bizarre that Negroes would take that much time to just to troll your wife. Karen, it's great to hear from your husband how much you stand by him, not behind. You're his equal and his love for you. Fuck these haters. I understand that you don't and shouldn't read negative feedback anymore, but I like your original idea of having Karen read the negative feedback. <laughs> that would be a perfect troll. Yeah, I thought about it as i was saying it and then i was like no i can see motherfuckers trying to write in because it's like i'm still getting to be on the show right even if karen's reading it and then it also sucks to hear like so karen gotta read something bad about herself that doesn't even make sense <laughs> yeah it was just a temporary idea because i just knew it would make them mad but then i was like some asshole would be like good that's what i really want right so this is our middle finger fuck you to yeah you know so basically, just send that shit to the void because nobody will ever know. Right. Send it to a black hole. Right. Post. Yeah. Still leave your five-star reviews. We'll just never be read. Leave your posts. We'll just delete them. Right. You know, leave your phone calls. We'll just stop uh, playing them. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, almost like Twitter, we can filter and control the environment. You don't dictate what happens here. Um. So it says, even better, if you really want to get at these petty fools, have Karen do the whole show and you just work the controls. I know that's pretty much the flow of lip smacking good. Yeah, I was about to say we have that, and um, that that's lip smacking good, and uh, y'all got to pay for that. Karen, <laughs> Karen only does solo shows for free, for 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 money. <laughs> but I like to see how much that loser has pre- uh, has pressed his touch screen to scroll past her lovely southern twang before his thumb gets a blister. Anyway, right. have a great weekend, blessing. Yeah, do it that a lot. KJ Dollar says, "Rod, much props to you for defending your wife." I know you didn't do it for the props, but I'm giving it to you anyway. Yeah, that's another thing. I was, like I said, I live in my head, and part of me has, whenever we get this kind of shit, I'm always like, I don't want to look like I'm pandering or trying to, like, do some, like, this is for people to, to listen to us, to, to, this is a special episode of me loving on Karen, so y'all know mm-hmm. that I really, like, our relationship is, as much as, um, we open the doors to what our thoughts are on stuff Mm -hmm. our relationship isn't really for sale you know what i mean like it's not (laughs) it's not something they can't pay enough money yeah it's not something where i need to be like yes 
because let me tell you how I feel about this woman right here. Like, I don't, like, I'll tell her what I think about her. I don't need, mm-hmm. like, y'all knowing doesn't really matter one way or another to our actual relationship as I think everybody's relationship should be. It's, it's between two people. Um, and you know, I don't, I'm not really big into mass declarations of love to like get some type of patronizing pat on the back for what you should be doing, which is loving the person that you're with anyway. Correct. Um, so to me, it's not necessarily a, 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 a commendable thing. Maybe I'm looking at it fucked up. Maybe it is commendable in 2014 or whatever, 2015 with so much cynicism yeah, in the world, but people, you know, my standards might just might be too high. Yeah. And I do think the undercurrent of what we sell here is our relationship. And mm-hmm. I, but I think that of all podcasts, even if they're not romantic, right. Even if it's the friendship of the people on where's my 40 acres, even if it's the, um, but you, you know, can feel the relationship, right, right. Even if it's the personality of Chris from the insanity check, even if it's, um, you know, the, the, um, the backroom comedian talk on three guys on it's every podcast is selling you something that you can't get somewhere else because of that relationship. Right. right. When fire, fire started, those guys sound like they fucking were born in the same womb. They, they're so close together and they get each other's comedy and stuff. They're giving you something you can't find somewhere else. Correct. So regard, you know, so I feel like we give, we do that too, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, I've never tried to think of it like a product, like, I'm going to get on the mic today Mm-mm. and I'm going to tell Karen how much I love her. <laughs> no. So the world will be like retweet, retweet, like, like, like Facebook, you know, <laughs> plus one. Right. So, and in a lot of, and in a lot of ways, if someone's criticizing Karen, to me, it's like, if they wrote in criticizing me, what I like, Karen's not weak. Like to be, to, to the contrary, Karen's much more of a, yeah, well, they said that fucked them, and she'll never think about you again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more of a, why the fuck would you say fuck me? Fuck me. No, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, I'll be thinking that shit. It'll be three days later. I'm like, but then she said this, and I don't understand and what I, the fuck that person was talking about. And I've been to forgot what was said. Right. Karen doesn't even care, you mm-hmm. know? Um, <laughs> so, uh, a quick story. Somebody yesterday on Twitter, told me I used need to put the words T the letters TW on me reposting a title of a article that was about Jameis Winston. It was like Jameis Winston will be questioned by NFL um personnel about uh sexual assault, comma, crab legs. And I went, uh I think I said, Oh, here we go. Cause I'm like, hey, I've been telling y'all niggas like it's gonna be a thing they're gonna definitely question his maturity um people might go well he didn't do it i don't think you can just say that shit and the nfl security people will look into it they're probably end up talking to the victim like it's gonna be a thing it's this and now basically was like that's the first tweet about it the first article about it but there's gonna be a lot that that's gonna come up so this person's like can't you consider putting tw before that headline and i said and they said because it might trigger somebody to read that. And I was like, mm. no. Uh, now my no isn't one of no, because Mm-mm. you being too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't say anything negative. Didn't say I call that woman out her name. Nothing. Just said, no, I'm comfortable with her unfollowing me and moving on. Cause maybe somebody else is willing to do that. 
i personally am not willing to do that i didn't see anything about that headline that was uh salacious or provocative or making fun of anything so i i'm done i'm like nope cool then um you know i was uh i got home and i was tweeting and i was like man it's kind of weird to even because you know i'm still thinking of solutions that's what kind of person i am like man it's kind of weird to even ask people to limit their content on social media at this point because there's so many tools that filter content Mm -hmm. you probably could filter out the shit you don't like yes you can you know um like you could probably filter out um hey uh sexual assault Jameis winston crab legs i don't you know um but i I, I didn't use those examples i said you could probably filter out stuff like like when people hit me up and say can you please stop saying the n-word just filter out nigga right and i'm amazed how many people don't know that they can filter shit out of their it's not i don't think it's about not knowing karen i think they know i know matter of fact i know this woman knew i know she knew because later on she said something about well i have tw muted and then i won't be able to read the stuff i'm like first of all i don't believe her you said that's never a trigger one so so yeah so what about words like two because it wasn't hashtag tw it was just tw so if I put the word two in a tweet, T-W-O, if I say twist, you're not going to, if I say time Warner, the abbreviation, you're not going to see the tweet. So I didn't believe her. Um, but even, but more importantly, um, it was, I think a lot of those people like to exert control over people, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to make you feel bad and then you will have to appease me. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. man. I would much rather you just move on. Cause I'm going to say something way more offensive than this headline, which isn't offensive to me at all. I, I will, but at some point I'm going to say something that goes above your boundaries and we're just not a good fit for each other. So just move on. Correct. But that woman came back in my mention. and was like, you don't need to be talking shit about me. I was like, I didn't talk shit about you. I didn't call you out your name. I didn't even mention you again. Um, and she like, you know, was going out and she was like, well, you know, when things like that offend me, the idea offends me and you, you know, people need to use TW. And I was like, what part of it is offensive? She's like, well, what word do I need to mute? I said, what part was offensive? Then you can mute that word. That whole idea is offensive. I was like, just stop. It was getting too much. It was going in circles. I I was just like, I prefer to just stop harassing me. Like, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, she said something about following me. I stopped. She's, boy, yeah, she, she tweeted something like, when you have to unfollow a man and follow his wife so you can see what's really going on or something like that. I was like, I don't know if you want to follow me then. And that was the, that's how we got here is I was thinking to myself, Karen's way more dismissive than me. <laughs> Karen wouldn't have asked you shit. She would have either just blocked you or muted you or unfought whatever it is. And that would have been the end. She wouldn't have said a fucking word to mm-hmm. you. She wouldn't have answered your tweet. Nope. She would have, and, and I was like, here's what's funny, bitch. Me and Karen already talked about it. So she know about the tweet. Like I was dropping her off at work when I got the tweet and I was like, yo, this is crazy. What's wrong? And Karen's like, what's wrong with people? What the fuck? So like we already know. <laughs> Why are you trying to play us against each other, asshole? So it was, but it felt so good to just be like, block, just deal. I I don't want to deal with it. But that's my point. Is a lot of times I don't want to go on here and be like I'm gonna defend Karen. I don't have to. She don't care. Mm-mm. Like the yeah, odds I mean, of y'all saying something that actually offends her is so fucking low because she's just so over it before it can be a thing it's just already like 
let it go i got that completionist shit i need to see the whole conflict to the resolution and karen's just like eh, sound like it's gonna be a problem so whatever right because I, fe- I feel like this i wish i could have the block features in real life because i would use that shit so motherfucking quick i can't block fuckers in real life if i could my life would be complete because i'm not up for bullshit and i'm like uh okay i'm reading that go oh that's gonna be a problem block like why are we talking where are we going with this conversation this look like this is gonna end up being some fuck shit and i don't got to see it through all right i'm, yeah. not, I'm not getting paid for this she don't care like she really don't care so <clears throat> anyway um i think karen's accent is charming and i love it yes love it thank you anyone that comes for karen can suck every single one of chill's dicks i'm tired of folks picking on karen let her fucking live she is as much a part of the show as rod is and i wouldn't want rod to do the show without her please cue up the good work both of you and congrats on your five-year anniversary i wish you many more years doing the show by the way i agree with capadonna i know you would never do it but you should let karen do a show by herself just to fuck with all her haters <laughs> I'm, just, I'm for letting karen read the feedback though in general not just for her haters here's the problem with that uh karen also refuses to be the one that works on all this shit <laughs> so um and she did used to do her random thoughts back in the day but she stopped doing that for some reason but i forgot about them shits yeah i guess we stopped doing random thoughts in general so right that's probably why i stopped poll yeah give me a list so one of the best girl scout cookies was the pole and it looks like despite many blackberry using detractors who left comments i was correct because 45% of people said thin mints. Did they click on it because it's green like dollar bills? Mm-mm. They clicked on it because it's correct. And they have Whatever. taste. And our audience has class. Whatever. 33% of people said Samoas. Mm-hmm. And 23% said some other crappy cookie that is obviously not. <laughs> it's obviously not those other cookies. Come on, guys. I don't even know the other colors. Yeah, y'all, Shit, name, y'all, y'all was naming cookies that don't exist. Y'all could be Trotterlongs. I don't even know if that's a thing. <laughs> People got their own nickname for the cookies. They're not yeah. the official name. Shit, I don't even know all the names for the cookies. The the gingerbread ones. The gingerbread ones. Is that like how people don't know all the members of like high five and shit? Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah. The dark skin one. I, I think I think that's a member. Kid Afro Two says age old battle cookie monster would just eat them all. And it was, uh, it was, I don't know, pollthethrillist.com. I don't know. Why would I care about they poll? We did a poll. It's, we got the original signs right here. Vertigo Stark says, <laughs> I never vote in the polls, but had to cast my vote in this one. Purple box all day. Yes. Natasha P said, this was tough, but I had to go with Samoa's. I will have to try freezing some thin mints one day soon. Yeah, see, freeze when they change your life and you'll go thin mints. Natasha P. <laughs> <laughs> mm. i don't even like coconuts but i like them thin mint i mean yeah. i can thin mint low hammers them are samoas yeah when they freeze them thin mints you be like mm. like they thin freeze thin mints i just chop them up and snort them <laughs> <laughs> prince Laurent says all of those cookies hashtag i stand with chris fuck all of those cookies i stand with chris what up, prince get out of here the, the tickler says greatest performer prince the purple one best wu-tang solo project only built for cuban links the purple tape Best Girl Scout cookies, Samoa's, the purple box. End of discussion. Uh, guess what? I disagree on all those. <laughs> how about that? Uh, Cabadonna says, Rod, how can you trust a woman who prefers Samoa's, the thin mints? What savagery? 
oh no 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 brother no see that's the problem y'all ain't thinking ahead you never date a woman that want the same kind of cookies as you and y'all it, out of your goddamn mind we would y'all have living in the same cookie house it would be a fight in this joint i don't believe in same cookie marriage i believe mm-hmm. in same sex marriage is fine with me but same cookie, cookie marriage and you'll kill each other what i would stab you i thought we i don't i don't eat any of her samoas and she still sometimes will eat my thin mints and and there's problems with that like if 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 but if she liked thin mints and was eating my fucking thin mints too no nah, man we would have problems wouldn't be no show just like Eminem's, I, he like plain, I like peanut. I'll be writing in a review talking about Karen need to go. <laughs> Brianna said, I haven't had any Girl Scout cookies. Hashtag bitch eat all my shit. Brianna said, I haven't had any Girl Scout cookies since I was diagnosed with celiac disease over two years ago. And now they finally have gluten-free cookies in every flavor except the one that matters. Thin mint. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those times you just want to go, thanks, Obama. Like, I love when people do that. Uh, ironically, obviously, not when the people really do that. <laughs> Fuck those people. But, yeah, I like when people ironically. Thanks, Obama. I, th- I stumped my toe going out of the bed. Thanks, Obama. Oh, those are the best. We got episode 860, Horse Beef. Uh, VC3 said, I have a few questions on this idea of CEO slut shaming. One, if Fox News is claiming the government is slut shaming CEOs, then aren't they admitting more or less that most CEOs are sluts? Two, that one dude on the panel that was talking about how as a CEO, he was the one worried about receivables and blah, blah, blah. How, how he deserved all the money because he worked so hard. Then why the fuck are you on TV whining? Shouldn't you be in the office pouring over the balance sheet right now? Right. Is it, or is it that a job for, or is that a job for that the intern you hired to work for free? Uh, while you're out golfing, making TV appearances and having dinners at pricey steakhouses. Yes, many CEOs do work hard and most, and many, uh, make a lot of decisions. But for all the lionizing of Jack Welch and the Six Sigma industrial philosophy that they do, will any of these mofos survive a week on the front lines of their respective corporations with the way they've decided to run them and the paltry pay and benefits they give those workers? Nope. They sure wouldn't. Sorry, he didn't say nope. I put that. I said nope. <laughs> motherfuckers ain't ready to get behind a fry later again number three finally ceos ask the front line to sacrifice all their time sacrifice time off pay raises benefits health care retirement promotions also the corporation reads stockholders can thrive but when they're asked to make a sacrifice for the good of the country let alone for their own damn employees they whine about how hard it is in these streets for the ceos in summary, corporations can take almost anything they want from their workers if Fox News couldn't give a fuck. But the IRS asking CEOs to come up off of some dollars and put in on this nation's growth? Hell no. Nah. Couldn't have said it better, brother. Right. Jim, sa- Jim says, I'm not of the belief that people have to identify or label themselves. Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Coco or whatever is the lady who did that interview and she basically said, look, I'm not a feminist and mm-hmm. i personally haven't felt um like any uh like struggle in my career correct to so i can't really say that you know i've aligned with any causes and then she said something like i cook for my husband and that will make a lot of feminists mad because i enjoy being subservient you know quote unquote to my husband right and that's a part of choosing your sexuality a part of what you're fighting for is women have the choices right 
kaylee says doesn't have uh kaylee doesn't have to see herself as a feminist any more than raven has to see herself as african-american in fact celebs identify themselves as feminists usually open them up open themselves up to more scrutiny of just how much they are or aren't in line with feminism based on ridiculously arbitrary criteria there's really no win in the who wants to be a feminist name game yeah right think about how they did beyonce even before she said she was a feminist and then think about how they did her afterwards like nah mm -mm. like i see why people might run from the title it's like why deal with it correct what i did find uh and a bit troubling however was kaylee's explanation saying i was never that feminist girl demanding equality but maybe that's because i've never really faced inequality is it necessarily to directly face inequality or demand to demand equality or to identify yourself as someone who supports the cause for equality if that's the case women blacks immigrants lbgtq and lefties are doomed well for her she's not actually saying she's part of any cause so she's more saying like i haven't personally dealt with it so i don't care here's the thing and a lot of people feel like that about a lot of shit in life right the question people need to start asking themselves is and i don't have an answer for this and it varies per issue why do you care that someone else doesn't care is it because they're popular is it because they're good at an art is it because they're good at performing something like why does it matter i've never really gave a fuck what this lady's opinion is on anything Mm -mm. i really think these articles are designed to get the headline that will get the most clicks correct but most of the time i find what the people are saying to just be uh, for lack of a better term just they just checked out right and they have that option yeah it's just, they just they're talking about something they're not really invested in Mm-mm. and they have some rudimentary ideas about certain things kendrick lamar did it yesterday like they they have rudimentary ideas about certain shit but they're not really in tune with those things so they don't really care so they get these generic answers where you're like i guess and then i feel like to me i don't really get very offended i'm just more like i guess like why i don't even like that i know that's in the article because you thought we can make um we can get clicks off the fact that feminism is big online that's why correct you didn't actually like you don't really care as a topic for your interview you're just asking about hot button topics and hoping they fuck up and then you can go "Mm, we can spin that into something um so and then the other thing is and this this pisses me off so bad as a person who interviews people i don't understand how that question gets that answer and there's never a fucking follow-up question it's always just on to the next thing like what happens in these conversations that you because i know when you get that quote you go ha got your bitch i'm gonna use this to to fucking lead my article i know you're thinking that or you're looking at it later and you're going mm, we'll use this quote and we'll spin it so that we can make it more salacious because she was probably a pretty boring average ass person right but I wish they would follow up because what my follow up question would be like, I don't know about you, Karen, but I guess I'll ask you if someone, if she gave you that answer about feminism, what would, what would your follow up question be? Or would you ask a follow up question or move on or what? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll tell you what mine would be. How much do your male counterparts make on your show? Good question. Cause you say you've never faced it. Are you saying every, you know, let's look at the, let's look at the salaries. 
are you making as much as them we just saw jennifer lawrence wasn't making as much as other stars the male stars in uh the oscar nominated movie um from uh from last year i forget the name of it but we you know we found there is income inequality in these spaces Mm -hmm. so i would ask and maybe i would do the research maybe maybe i would actually put it in the article like she says she hasn't faced it but so-and-so on big bang theory makes more so-and-so makes more and -and so-and-so makes more right and those dudes are men think about it boom then you got now you got an article now you made a point but instead it's just lazy because it's like she says she's not a feminist be mad at her y'all and some people will jump to it and be mad to me i'm just like this is an opportunity to show somebody and maybe she's right maybe i go do the research and i find out she's the highest paid person on the show and i'm just like oh she made the same amount who knows right and then i go oh well maybe she hadn't really faced it maybe she don't give a fuck because it's as far as she knows it's not affecting her career in a way that is measurable so she's like whatever right or or even if they make more she might not care because she's like hey i'm where i am at financially i'm satisfied right kaylee goes on to say and this back to the comment kaylee goes on to say she likes doing old-fashioned things like cook for her husband because it makes her feel like a housewife as if that's anti-feminist as if a woman catering to her partner somehow precludes her from being eligible to demand equality I think too often women and men treat feminism like it's a bad word. That's to be a feminist. You have, that to be a feminist, you have to hate men and reject any notion of being submissive or accommodating to men. Right. Though there are those who perpetuate that, feminism is a bit more nuanced than that. Just ask Beyonce. Correct. Well, uh, I will say Beyonce has also received a ton of flack. A ton of flack for her, for her feminism and the way that she does it right there's There's a lot of people that don't like uh the way that she does sexually like seem like she liked to be dominated the way that she uh opened up after she got married and people try to use that against like oh you needed a man to help you open up so i i I think people run from the label but i think beyonce is a perfect example of why people run from the label now i'm glad Mm -hmm. she doesn't i'm glad she doesn't run from the label for the record but that's a perfect example of why someone like this person would say, yeah, I like being a housewife and I know a lot of feminists don't like that. So I don't call myself a feminist because I don't want to have a fucking argument because I like to serve my husband. Right. And cook his meals and maybe, you know, wash and clean his clothes, clean up the house and right. like, wear heels and wear makeup and dresses like this is my thing and, and you shouldn't shame me out of it. Like I said, the, the- I don't think she's talking about everybody. I just no. think when people are talking like this, they're just talking right. about that segment that's so virulent and so rigid that in her mind, she's the battle's already been lost because she associates feminism with those with that fringe of just hardcore people that go in on folks. That's how most people associate. And I think a lot of people had that same fallacy. Mm-hmm. But I also think this is just a lady that works on the sitcom. I, like I don't right. think of her as. Mm-mm. A uh, person that's involved in this world that no, she really could, knows it. She could give a fuck about it. Yeah. So you know, and then the last thing I would say to her is, uh tone is important, and in print, it doesn't come across well. Correct. She could have said this jokingly, like this part about the I like to cook and clean for my husband, and I know these feminists will get mad. She could have said it as like a, like a, like we've had um. Feminista Jones on the show and mm-hmm. she's made jokes about certain topics where she's like, 
I know a lot of women that are feminists get mad at me for talking about this thing, but they just gonna have to be mad because I like this, you mm-hmm. know? And I think, um, if you took that excerpt from our show and printed it out, you could spin it into feminist Jones went on the black eye tips and she said that feminists are going to be mad at her because she likes to blah, 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 blah. And I'm, and, but if you listen to the show, you wouldn't be mad at all. Cause you're like, no, I heard the tone that Michelle said that with, right. It was an obvious kind of tongue in cheek joke. It's not a slight at anyone's feminism or whatever. And there's nothing offensive about it, but in print, and especially when the headline is kind of pointing you towards, hey, go read our article because she said some fucked up shit. It comes across bad, you know. But um, anyway, uh, whether a person connects the support slash demand for gender equality to the term feminism or not isn't important. But to act as if feminism is some far-fetched concept that can't be grasped because you're too far removed seems lazy to me. I think it is lazy. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think she just don't care. I just think people ask these questions in these interviews and the biggest slight is typically people just go, why don't you care about the shit I care about? I don't know. They don't care. Um, well, you know me. I don't really, they celebrities, but I don't worship them. So it's more like, a, and I'm sure the same is going with you, Jim, and everybody else. This is more like annoying. Like, okay. You know, like if you say so. Another plain ass interview with a plain ass chick that don't really know what the fuck she's talking about. Correct. Cool. You know, y'all try to spin it into something. And I definitely did get that vibe though of, I'm the hot, cool girl who's so different. I like all the things guys like. Please like me. Like I did get a little bit of that vibe, but whatever, man. They ain't my friend. HC said one of the first TV, <laughs> one of the first the Blackout Tip shows I ever listened to happened to be an excellent testament to measure if this show was for me. I had the podcast playing in my headphones while I was packing up and moving out of my apartment. That was the day Chill and DJ Mike Hitman were on together. And there was so much going on that I had to listen to it again later that night when I wasn't distracted. After that greatness, uh, been with you guys ever since. Congrats on the five-year show anniversary. Looking forward to the tip. Thank you very much, AC. And um, let's see. The poll was, has hip-hop done more for race relations than civil rights icons? It has helped, but not that much. It hasn't helped at all, or yes, with the exception of MLK. 4% of the audience says yes, with the exception of MLK. 21, 22% says it hasn't helped at all, and 75% says um, it has helped, but just not that much. Um, and then I want to say the last episode of the show for the week is uh, episode 861, 60 Minutes, man. 60 Minutes Man. A uh, men's. Men. 60 Minute Men's. Um, and uh, we had two comments. MTALX says, wow, great show as always, guys. Yes, even you, Karen. LOL. <laughs> Just wanted to give my appreciation for the hard work and love you guys put on the each and every podcast. I want some of your brown pudding. Has been sung in yeah. my has been sung in my house all morning. I just hope my little ones don't get in trouble at school singing it, shaking my head. <laughs> I also want to give my thanks for all the movies, music, and movies you guys suggest. Probably TV shows. I can't I can hear y'all I can't wait to hear y'all discuss Gotham Flash, Arrow, and The Walking Dead. And I don't even watch that show. I don't know if you guys watch Netflix's Marco Polo, but I highly recommend it to you and those who haven't seen it whenever you have the chance. Karen? 
the love you have for beyonce is very similar to the love my two daughters and wife have for although it can get annoying at times i love (laughs) witnessing the happiness and joy she brings to my girls and last guys i need your help me and my me and a friend of mine are having a hard time choosing which album is better catalactica under pressure being from the south big chris album speaks to me like outcast albums do but like you guys i can go can't go a day without hearing the whole under pressure album oh and crit was on fallon recently and killed it with the roots and Raphael sadiq love you guys oh thanks for the interaction on twitter at alexander fam 719 um look i'm gonna tell you this when it comes to them albums um i ain't really saying it as a measure of how good or bad catalactica is i haven't really listened to it the way i want to because i've been listening to that logic same here so yeah. i can't like i can only I tell re- you the under pressure goes so hard that i don't know much about catalactica now i'm hoping to get into it this year more but that's just the yeah, way i listen to music I really sit down and like listen listen to it like, yeah i obsess over music until i can't anymore so Me too. you know um it's not catalactica is like in the rotation but i'd be lying to you to tell you it's in the rotation as much as under pressure and it's definitely not getting entire playthroughs enough to compete with under pressure but i'm not gonna say it's not a good album or not as good because i I haven't taken that much time to to listen to it to really have a definitive point of view me either kyle says the worst part about the naacp bombing is that the dude is still on the loose and yet you don't see people freaking the fuck out about that right like maybe it's because he didn't kill enough he didn't kill anybody also i can't stand the stupid shit some of these atheists are saying in regards to the charlie habdo shooting um man i haven't really been following that hashtag or that fight because you know that's a lot it is a lot should the show my husband is not gay be taken off the air yes it's offensive and it's wrong no just don't watch it or actually i kind of want to see it 24 percent of people kind of want to see it five percent think it's offensive and wrong and 71 percent say just don't watch it right it'll go off the air yep Cavadonna says, I'm the same way about this show and glad's getting BBDs in a bunch. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm the same way about this show and glad getting BBDs in a bunch as I am about the AKAs losing their green and pink cardigans over sorority sisters. It's reality TV, the carnival freak show of the media landscape. Did you expect anything else but geeks biting the heads off chickens and possibly elephant boy? Does anyone expect anything else but pure ratchet and insanity from the reality TV? TLC went from being an engaging channel about astronomy and history. It was founded by the Department of Education in the 80s to, well, Honey Boo Boo and Breaking Amish. Right. Like its arch nemesis soul sister, Bravo, it's a channel for idiots for people who love to watch idiots. I do love to watch some idiots. Mm. Mm Mm-mm-mm. Uh, and the fact of the matter is that there are men who come out as gay, bi, trans, but still stay married and faithful to their wives and husbands. As far as I know, uh, one of the Wachowski brothers transitioned and she's still happily married to the same woman. Just as people stay married after an affair, after an affair, love and marriage are way deeper than between the sheets. Right. I just don't understand how you can deny these people's existence, especially once I read the quotes and the quotes weren't of those people saying, yes we want to set an example to gay kids that they don't need to be gay once i saw the guy go no i would not tell a kid watching this to to watch me so they can be instructed on how to live a non-gay life this is just a thing that despite me being attracted to men i want to live this way 
and i think if we're going to accept transgender people if we're going to accept um people that uh you know want to like want to have their experience a certain way i don't understand why we wouldn't accept these people as long as they're not preaching hate you know if they're not preaching being gay is bad and kids that are gay are bad and all this negativity then i don't understand why their lifestyle would be so fucking reprehensible to everybody you know um i I don't know i i just i don't i don't get the offensiveness uh but i but at the same time i'm also just not that kind of person if it was offensive to me i still wouldn't be like take this shit down (laughs) like for the most part i'm just like uh whatever Although uh, I did see somebody saying they were trying to get Don Lemon off the air. Uh, I'm Siege. I'm just Siege on Twitter. And um, I'm down for that because I want to see the chaos. I want to see the world burn. Oh, we'll get burn. him off the air and I can be responsible in any way. I'm down to help. <laughs> As oh go ahead, Cam. What you gonna say something? I said no, for, for some of the some of the folks love Don Lemon. He speaks for us. Yeah, I don't even watch Don Lemon. I just want mm-hmm. him off the air just so he can just so I can talk shit. I don't even want to. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be funny. He'll be off the air and he'll probably get a job with Fox. But he'll be of off course. the air and I'll just be like, mm, that happened. Can't believe they they made that happen. As bougie black people, TM, need to accept all forms of blackness, even the ratchet parts, the LGBT community has to accept its entire community, even the parts that make glad hang their collective heads in shame. Right. I live like this. If I don't like it, I don't watch it. That's why Allah and cloud technology gave us Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, I just wouldn't watch it. I mean, but that's my personal mantra. Right. I'm like, don't watch that shit. We got uh some voicemails, quite a few, actually. Another mother talking shit and iTunes reviews about Karen. Every time I turn around, it's Karen ain't this, Karen ain't that. Karen voice annoying. Can't nobody understand her accent. Her intel, her, she's unintelligent, uninformed opinions. Man, shut the fuck up. Y'all niggas don't know shit. Karen ain't this, Karen ain't that. Y'all know Karen, one of the most realest individuals out in these podcast streets. You know Karen be bringing them real opinions about the women's issues. Speaking up on the rape allegations. You know Karen, one of the wellest individuals, most genuine, positive individuals out here. Y'all niggas stay talking shit. I'm not playing with you no more. Karen ain't this, Karen ain't that. Karen real out here. Next motherfucker say something about Karen, I'm fucking thinking of ass. Hey, Karen ain't this, Karen ain't that. Hey, love Karen. I think um he said in the background that was supposed to be uh bitches love salsa uh but uh yeah man agreed 
it's getting sickening i know it's ticking everybody off so i'm glad that it's over with next voicemail oh also the chat room was completely creeped out by that i think he like called from like his car because it sounded like he was angry but he had to be quiet because like the library was about to close you know what i mean <laughs> the library was like shh like it was like the same tone that my dad used to threaten to whoop us with when we was in public you know it's like hey i told you put that shit down like he wasn't really out like he didn't amp his voice up too much because like the white man might be listening <laughs> Yo, Ryan Karen, what's up? Mike, where's my 40 acres? Um, no disrespect to Karen or the homie Janae, uh, Wild Coyote Genius, but Simmons are clearly the best girl scout cookie. There's no debate about this. Yes, yes. Let me turn him up. Dude, that is turning living gluten free lifestyle. If they put out gluten free thin mint, your boy will be all over that stockpile and put your pocket be like 45 boxes and then protect them with my second amendment right mm-hmm. to bear all the arms so that's my contribution 10 minutes for the win i'll catch y'all later peace yep peace. i'm with you mike boo. I'm, gonna tell you. Yo, boo. I'm gonna tell you something dog the cops could get away with killing these innocent black men if they just said they was trying to steal some minutes. i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not saying they should <laughs> you're not saying they're right i'm not but saying you understand but if they was if they was releasing like Instead of planting guns on innocent black men, if they just start planting empty boxes of thin mints, I'll be like, see, the nigga did it. What about black on black crime? They'll turn me into an advocate, dog. I'll be on their side all of a sudden. Y'all will be like, I don't recognize Rod on the show no more because I'll be supporting the police killing black people because thin mints. That's, that's the kind of crack that ah. it is. Next voicemail. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike again. Um, I was just calling to say that y'all are right. As far as the like music goes, like house music and stuff like that, because like the first the reason songs always start off all low key and stuff, because you just have the beat and like the maybe just a little bit of the melody. So when the DJ is playing one song, all house songs have a four four beat, so like a boom 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 boom, and they're around the same tempo. DJ beat matches, you throw in the kick from the one song and then just keep the melody on from the other song to blend them in. And then there's that build-up so people can go, oh, shit, this is my song, and run out to the dance floor. Like, that's straight up built mm. into the structure of the song. So oh. I just wanted to let y'all know that, yeah, you're spot on with that. And, uh, you know, keep on keeping on. Loving the show. Peace. 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 Thank you. Got a little bit of education there. Yeah, well, you know, he's a, um like, sound engineer and stuff for studios. And, yeah, I, that was my guess. Is I was like, all the gay songs have these intros. Right. And it just, it's just long enough to be like, let me... Swallow this drink down and run on it and get get the dancing, and they're all like forty three seconds long, and then it's like then right at forty three seconds, it's like oosh oosh oosh, you know, oosh oosh. What is love? Right, baby, don't hurt me. Like like the extended dance version of what is love just has that part acapella, and it's like the call to the dance floor. It's like what is love, baby, don't hurt me, and it's like oh shit. Get That's off my me. jam. Yeah, get the fuck off me. Get I'm off a- me, bitch. I'm headed to the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, then you get on the dance floor that is, you know, is like, all right, uh, time to dance. Oosh, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. All right, next voicemail. Yo, Ryan, Karen, this is your boy, throw in the A. Uh, I just was in the middle of listening to Respect the Queen, and I just got a couple things to say to the haters. Fuck them. Fuck them haters. Hey, man. They mad, you know, it is what it is, you know. Uh, I've just come 
to the realization that it's just all hate. And I will make sure that any other, any other five-star review that I send, uh, I, 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 I really feel how you felt. And I will not put, I will not pollute my five-star reviews with stuff that just makes you need, that, that I just want you to say out your mouth. Because I respect you enough to, I don't even want to even the possibility of you thinking that I'm trying to shade something or something about the show. I love your show so much. And I appreciate what y'all do. And I appreciate the due diligence that y'all put in on the grind as far as podcasting is concerned. And if nobody else says it, I will say it. I appreciate y'all. Because y'all keep me entertained while I got to drive in my car five to six hours a day. And I greatly appreciate it. Y'all keep grinding and fuck this nigga. Bye. Thank you, man. I guess now they want to hear a country nigga rap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Next. Voicemail. Oh, wait. Hold on. I got to stop this one. Now, next voicemail. Hey, Ryder and Karen. This is Tina. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm in my code car. Going to the grocery store. Okay, a couple things. Um, This is one week before I go back to school to teach these children. Pray for me. But, number one, I got a little behind on podcast, but I hear that someone's talking shit again about my sister and her accent. Please stop with all this bourgeois, old English, carpet bagging, just, ugh, I don't know, I don't know. I hate it. I get so sick and tired of people telling you that you should have to speak a certain type of way. This is not NPR. It's Mm -hmm. not the news. And you know what? That's the whole point. We want to hear authentic voices. Do you know how excited I am? I when I hear both you and Karen, and when Karen is just like, what are you talking about? I mean, that's relatable, so <clears throat> stop it. <clears throat> but the main reason I called is the fucking with gay people. <sighs> I can't. I just really can't deal with it. First of all, commercial break. Um, Yeah, I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. You know, I'm delivered. I was delivered from a heterosexuality about, a, I don't know, 13 years ago. But, um, I just get so sick and tired of people being judgmental and offering their qualifiers and, oh, I work for the government, but I'm going to add the holy Jesus into it. And um, I actually used to live in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. It's awesome. Um, That's crazy, too, you know, that people feel that you can just, you know, do things. And every time I've been in Atlanta with my partner, I felt cool. I felt great. The straight people hang out with the gay people. It's not a big deal, but you have ignorant people. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just really wish that we can get it together. But people are going to be ignorant and they're going to hate and have their issues or whatever. But for the ride, for the ride, for the ride, let me just say this about your gay music and Sister Karen. Uh, there's black people. We like trap. There's no mm-hmm. cool house. You know, okay. I like the electronica, but, you know, we be listening to that. Thing too, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So anyway, um, just gonna tell you guys, I love your show, and I also am finishing my dissertation. So I want to give a shout out to my sisters and brothers out there with that dissertation war because it's serious. But thanks to the black guy who tips, we will finish and we will make it, <laughs> and we will be in the same category as Doctor Bilgazi. Mm. Well, hopefully not that, because we're not trying to rape these hoes. But I right. <laughs> love y'all. Holla. 
peace um also you know um if you're on spotify send me a list of the gay trap music i'll add that shit to the to the gay party list mm-hmm. what's mean, your name on spotify yeah i i'm not uh oh i'm rod space tbgwt okay um so i'm not uh beyond you know um adding that so just you let me know because uh you know i'm not scared i'll yeah. i'll play whatever you want i'm not uh i, I don't feel like i had a definitive list like no. this is a a list that i got from um what was uh it was i think i just put like gay music and then it, that list came yeah. up it was like here's some gay party songs i was like i guess so do you yeah, know y'all might know some better ones yeah if you know some better ones send them my way i'm never a, above appro- improving that list all right that's the truth next list I mean, next song. Next voicemail. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is, my name is Danica. I live in Atlanta. I was just calling to um, see, I don't know how to get on the live show or how that works. Do I have to be a premium member? Mm-mm. I mm-hmm. really enjoy your show. I especially enjoyed Respect the Queen. Um, I definitely uh, like to see a couple work together and I just really enjoy the way you all work together and make this thing work and um, y'all are very funny Um, I guess that's pretty much all I need to know I was trying to google and look around but I don't know I just started going on the I I, I was listening to you all on Stitcher and I was just trying to um, go you know kind of like look for it but I couldn't find it I mean I'd go on the website that's my first time. I've spent like five minutes. I've probably just spent an extra 10 minutes looking around. Um, thank you for the show. Thank you for all that you do. Representing North Carolina also. So I'm very connected. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace. Oh, sweetie. Just so you know, and for those of you other people that are new and you're just not finding us, go to theblackguywhotips.com. And when you go on the page, the very, very first thing you will see is the Spreecast feed. And it actually replays the last show that's up on Spreecast. Mm-hmm. And you can actually click on that and it will take you to Spreecast. If you don't have a Spreecast account, sign up and make a Spreecast account. And you can use your Twitter or Facebook account. Right. Like it, you can just like authorize it to log in via that. So, um, do that. And then at the top left hand corner, there's a follow button and you, while we're playing the live show and you can follow us. And if you follow us, you get an e. You can set it up so you get an email, email. every time we go live. So it'll say, "Hey, the Blackout Tips is podcasting live today at 7 p.m. or 5 p.m. or whatever time." Um, another way, if that's a little confusing, go to spreecast.com and search the Blackout Tips. Uh, our channel should come up. You can uh, follow our channel and like the channel, and you'll also get the emails uh there um for us recast.com every time we go to post a new episode mm-hmm. and another way you could do it, you can actually sign up to receive emails straight through the site because every time we go live we actually post it on through our page and you will get an email don't the, don't the people who sign up for no, the page no get an email? that's not how that works no but you can follow us on twitter and facebook we do post it there so okay oh so the post that we post oh okay because those don't go to the page okay my yeah. bad okay so so you can uh go to the, the f- uh, facebook.com and go to the blackout tips. tips we when we're live we post like 
uh we post something there um and for the record it's best to follow us on spreecast because that's where you get the emails as soon as we set the time for the episode you will get an email to your uh, inbox correct but um i was gonna say um it uh the typical times that we do the shows 10 a.m eastern standard time all times eastern standard 10 a.m on sundays Mm -hmm. typically about 9 p.m on monday night Mm -hmm. uh about 5 30 p.m on tuesdays Mm -hmm. and then uh 7 p.m on wednesdays yep so those are the typical times. That's not, that changes. It varies per day. Sometimes things are going on. Sometimes yeah. you move it up. Sometimes you move it back. Yeah. And our Saturday show is at 10, at 10 a.m. Too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so those are the typical times, um, around there. It's flexible a little bit. Some with an hour or two kind of. Right. And we don't always start at that exact time. A lot of times we come in, we play music, we chat with the chat room, we, have a little fun and then we start the show um but right and 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 this is absolutely positively free like for people this actually about premium watch yeah, it's not a premium thing. yeah to watch spreecast is free you can go back and you uh, once you find us on the spreecast you can go back and watch past spreecasts mm-hmm. we've done with guests without guests and all that is absolutely positively free yep so uh hopefully that helped you out um, and if, if all else fails, find me, uh, the blackout tips at gmail.com. Email me and we'll talk. Same thing if you have issues with premium stuff. People have been emailing me technical support stuff. Somebody was like, Oh, I, I forgot my password on the site. I haven't listened for a while. Uh, and I was scared to email you. I was like, please email me. Yes. Nobody wants you to hear our premium shit as much but as you want to hear it. Right. So please email me. I don't want anybody feeling like they're not getting those money's worth. You're not bothering me, I promise. Email yeah. me if you're having an issue. Yeah, this this is our job. And for those yeah. of you that actually want to sign up for premium, go to the blackoutwhotips.com and there's, there's like a premium page and it lists all the premium shows we do. And at the bottom, you can sign up and it'll prompt you. You can go through the prompts. And for those people that are premium, anytime you have any problems, any questions, any issues, you can email the show at the blackoutwhotips.com. Exactly. I mean, yeah, at the Tips at, at gmail.com. Last voicemail. Hey guys, my name is Jada. Um, I've been a listener maybe for about a year or so now, um, but love, love the show. Uh, I just wanted to reach out and commend Rod for his comments um, about um, about last feedback show. Um, it's just very warm and um, heartening to hear a man, especially a black man, to stand up for his wife and um the way that Rod did um, for you, Karen. Um, and also, I would just like to say I, I love the show. Um, I've been introduced to a lot of other shows because of your podcast, um, the Black Astronauts, uh, Whiskey Wine and Moonshine, uh, What's the Tea, and definitely I just want to let you guys know you are making a difference. Uh, a lot of my views um, have been influenced or changed, I think, for the better listen to your podcast, um, especially in relation to uh, things like gay marriage um, or, you know, how we should handle these black social issues that we're facing. Um, so definitely just want you guys to know that you are making a difference in people's lives and, um, yeah, just push through the negativity because of work, the work that you guys are doing is great. I love listening to your show. I listen to it uh, as I'm doing my work. Uh, in the lab and um, also to just let Karen know I'm 
in the A right now, but I'm from Mississippi, and I do feel like there is some prejudice. Uh, I don't really have, I don't think, too heavy of an accent, but I feel like when people know that I'm from Mississippi, they automatically uh, have, you know, misconceived notions about me and my education and background or whatever. So, mm-hmm. But again, guys, just keep doing your thing, and I just love to see black people owning their own businesses and doing great. Um, and definitely you guys uh Follow it to if you listen to the read kid series uh black excellence uh part of the show Aww. uh and i will keep listening every week all right bye guys oh thank you jada thank you sweetie and i mean look it's nothing for a like me to defend my wife i mean i know i do make it look good you know and uh i definitely got her back um <laughs> but uh you know, it's, it's, it's also just offensive to me. And a lot of times I hold back because I don't think, I don't want the show to turn into that, honestly. Um, and, uh. And, I, and, and the thing is like, what people fail to realize, I, and sometimes I think that when it comes to women, uh, I think people have a tendency to attack, attack women because they think that they're weak or quote right. unquote the weakest link or because they feel, honestly, because you're, you're, you're too punk to actually attack the man. Because you know, if you attack the man, the man will quote unquote put you in your place because he has balls and a dick, mm-hmm. and he'll tell you about yourself. And you honestly very, very intimidated by the man. But with being a female, you just have the assumption that because I am a female, that I had that um, I am softer and I'm weaker, and I will not uh, come at you. Uh, but it's been times where Roger has had to calm me down on situations because I'm the type of person where all this love I give, it, this love can turn around and and be a ball of anger. And 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 and, it, and it's not a joke once I get to that particular level because it's like, okay, we got a problem, we got an issue, we need to fix this, and we're gonna have problems until this particular situation is fixed, you know. And so I could be nasty, I could be vicious, I could be mean, I could be. I'm ferocious if you push me there. I try my best not to ever go to that particular point because that is not a safe place mentally to be, honestly. So for me, I just am happy because I really am a happy person. Um, but at the same time, don't mistake my kindness for weakness and don't think just because I'm happy, happy, joy, joy, butterflies and, and um, gummy bears over here that I won't turn around and beat your ass if I have to. Yeah. So there you have it guys and like i said man um i didn't really do it for the props or whatever but if people get something positive out of that man i'm definitely not gonna dissuade them from that like cool we have a ton of emails so i don't think we're gonna open the phone lines today okay yeah y'all no phone lines yeah i don't i i, I said we probably gonna take us three hours to do the show anyway and uh that'll be like an extra time my sorry for 2015 this is from miss Christabel. Rodrin, I love you guys. I truly do. But my heart has been heavy for many moons now. I've been wrestling with this truth for so long because I don't want to get sent into TBGWT purgatory. I worked so hard for the church. Still had the Kool-Aid on the standby. Had to stick the vows in unsavory places, hiding it from the coppers. Ride or die for y'all. But I made a promise myself in 2015 to always keep it Trillius Maximus. So now, without further ado, I will tell you all my primary beef with TBGWT. As a black woman who loves all things black, especially Southern, sometimes listening to y'all can be kind of harsh. I, too, kind of tune out one of the hosts when they talk because it's so pointless and innocuous. It's like, geez, shut the fuck up already. 
on day, good days i barely hear that person because they sound like blah 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 and i'm like thank pod but i love that person terribly so and i pray that their affliction gets fixed sooner than later so that it doesn't permanently damage their prospects in the future rod this message is for you boo boo <laughs> when i hear you talk like i'm like where's this ninja from surely not charlotte north cackalack he don't have no country twang about him at all not even a slight demure southern dialect Mm-mm. not even a remotely midwestern country draw it's like where the fuck is this dude from anyway nerdlandia or something i don't get it <laughs> even leonard brothers sounds countryer than you bruh and people from connecticut are devoid of accents oh lord we talk standard <laughs> broadcast english yet my dude over here twanging it up like 11 decibels higher than you but at the same time i get it the part of ct he's from is quite ratchet and country anyway so but my point is <laughs> when i tune into podcast broadcasting out of Charlotte, north carolina i want to hear people who sound like the illustrious karen freer of the naps master of the yasses eater of the snacks watcher of the ratchet purveyor of the ymca perfecter of the shut it down speeches yes i mean yes karen easty <laughs> i uh, yes i'll I want to hear people who sound like Karen Easty and my homie lover friend Jay Lannister, the illest. Just ain't got no accent. What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> Woo, I feel better now. Ride no hard feelings, right, man? XOXO. Hugs and kisses, Miss Christabel. P.S. Why y'all don't like to play RuPaul or Big Freedia in your gay segment? That's it for now. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year's and Harambe Kwanzaa. Send me, send them, send the songs. Oh, yeah, we, I'm we, not against playing any songs. Yeah, we we just don't know. I ain't never heard of them before. Yeah, All right. So y'all just send the songs. Um, Shana writes in, "What is wrong with people?" Two question marks <laughs> and two exclamation points. <laughs> hey, Karen and Rod, finally caught up on episodes. I was listening to the most recent feedback show, and I'm feeling some kind of way about this shady review. In case you, he missed it, at the beginning of every show, without fail, 800 plus episodes in, you say, this is the Blackout Tips with your host Rod and Karen. That's right. And Karen. Not Rod and his wife. Not Rod and his co-host Karen. Rod and Karen. I honestly do not understand why people keep willingly dismissing and discounting Karen's role on the show, even when they are passive aggressively pass- praising you. Yeah. Back in the compliments. Keep those. I can't imagine that if the podcast were hosted by two men or two women, basically people who aren't married, that people would just disregard one of the hosts. It's like because y'all are married, people fall into these gender hierarchies and just refer to Rod, which is ridiculous. I agree. Correct. I absolutely agree. I think it's weird when people talk about the show, and, and this happens all the time. I think it's subconscious. I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose, and I don't, I don't correct them because, honestly – I just don't want to be the dick that corrects everybody that said that that fucks up. I know it's programming, basically. But when people say, yeah, you know, the blackout tips, Rod. It's not the blackout tips is not Rod. The blackout tips is Rod and Karen. But it's like, I think they can't help themselves. We named the show the black guy who tips. Right. Because that's what my blog was named. Right. And Um, they think guy, Rod, 
completely missing karen's been on every single episode and there wouldn't be a show without karen so right so if you tune in you hear me it's a it's a shocker i really do i'm I'm not joking i really do consider changing the name all the time i don't know how to change i think it's too late yeah I would, in yeah, the game nah. but i if i could start over i probably would choose another name just because i don't want people making that mistake but whatever um but i, I, I guess every show has this because it's just gender programming i'm, I'm sure Keith and the girl has this all the time. You know, people hit them up and they're like, uh, the girl, you know what I mean? Right. So, Who is this girl? I'm sure people do it all the time to everybody, but yeah, it's funny when I hear it and people are like, yeah, you know, the blackout tips, Rod was doing so and so. And it's like, nah, nah, it's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> Karen said that shit too. Or worse, if someone emails or writes oh. or hits me on Twitter and they're like, well, on the black guy who tips, you guys were saying, it's like, mm, why isn't Karen added in this? Because I probably didn't even say it. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, which I think is, I don't know if it's an advantage or disadvantage. Regard, I could say anything back here and you get blamed for it. Like yeah. people that have hit you up and fussed with you about shit that I see. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been, it hasn't been that way lately, but it definitely used to be that way a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, she got an account, man. Just argue with her. <laughs> Um, that won't last long we'll just let you know you come here Mm-mm. right um so yeah uh, uh but i agree i think if we weren't married maybe people wouldn't think like that or yeah i don't know some of these reviews man uh like i know it's looking into it a bit i just think some of these people hate women mm, and if it was any woman on the show they would skip her any woman uh, but if it was two men, they'd listen to both of us mm-hmm. but, and if it was two women they wouldn't waste their time right they wouldn't listen to the podcast if it was two women right Anyway, back to that shady queen. Oh, wait. She said, also, why do people keep calling you Rob? It says Rod everywhere on the page and in the email. Clearly, people are not reading or listening. They are not reading or listening. I don't know what's going on. At this point, it's got to be a running joke. Like, y'all just yeah, fucking we, with we me. Take it, we are, yeah, to me, I consider it a running joke. Yeah, I can tell some of them are definitely part of the joke, like Rollo and Karen. I mean, obviously, you didn't hear that, but sometimes i mean sometimes people are being nice and like oh rob and karen you guys are so funny i'm like i get either you're trolling me and you're so good that i don't even know or well, you honestly just, sometimes i think it's a real mistake they just yeah know. i mean maybe i gotta start being like <laughs> welcome to the blackout tips with rod 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 as in rod rick rod Rod with a D. As in daddy. I'm your daddy. Right. D. D as in don't call me Rob. Um, but you know. Unless I'm about to rob you. But you're right. But I never get too mad about that shit. Anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Me either. Um, anyway, back to that shady queen. Secondly, what the entire fuck is BET-ness? I really think he meant he just doesn't like the blackness of black podcasts. And thought that he was giving you a compliment by calling you model minorities. He tried it. Have a seat. Right. That's the other thing. You know how many niggas we have on our show? I don't consider myself above no black people. Mm-mm. I will have you on the show. I don't care about that. Like, could you imagine? We're not like those other, other Negroes over there. Welcome to the black guy who tips, guys. We tip. Other Negroes don't. So, just letting you know. <laughs> Uh, today's etiquette is uh pants pulling pulled up no let's uh pull those pants up also just a quick comment on the whole oprah slash ferguson thing rod is right we shouldn't give too much energy to oprah's commentary but she is not the only person to criticize the current movement against police brutality for being leaderless 
rod was so spot on when he said the movement has leadership but not a single leader i went to see selma on christmas day when it premiered in new york and that's what's interesting is that the film really makes the same argument about the civil rights movement the director clearly took great pains to show that selma was created by a group of people who were seasoned organizers both men and women it really decenters mlk in a lot of ways so i'm not really sure where oprah's coming from i'm gonna tell you where she's coming from all right i've been thinking about this she just trying to sell some tickets to that goddamn movie. Man, she don't the care. Truth. No, she don't. I think it's weird because in a way, and I, and I don't blame people for caring for the record. I mm-hmm. don't blame people for caring because the people do these interviews because they want you to care about what they're doing. So it's unfair of them to, to say fucked up shit and then go, whoa, don't get too mad. It's like, well, you're doing the interview. You knew this was going out to the world. These are the words you wanted to go out there. You didn't phrase them correctly or you put a sentiment out there that we disagree with. I'm not saving anybody from getting roasted on that. Okay. But I personally have checked out of the trying to get outraged on a lot of stuff. Cause it's just not good for me. Like Mm-mm. I prefer to be like, that's fucked up. They going to get you and move on to the next thing. Right. Um, I think Oprah's just trying to sell tickets and she was looking for an angle in which she could advise people that are into the Ferguson Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter type deal to go pay for tickets to see her movie. Mm-hmm. I really think that's all it was. I think her answer was very, well, you know, if those people go see my movie, they'll really see uh, how leadership matters when it comes to the blah, blah, blah. But th- that's just that's just rhetoric. You're not really thinking about what you're saying you're just saying what it takes to fill the next sentence so that you can uh sell this movie you just sell 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 on this movie correct i wouldn't be shocked if she wasn't up on shit and i don't mean that on some like she can't be up on shit i mean she don't care because she's been working on a fucking movie for six months and right all the other shit that oprah does and she just don't care that much like well, why would she she doesn't have to yeah like she probably watches shit from ferguson and gets her new uh, I think people need to realize a lot of these people are not on social media, media the way that we are. I think they they have an account, but they're not really keeping track of this shit. Or somebody else and, runs it for them. And if you look at the news, it's so it's done such a poor job of relaying the information. There's a lot of people that just think Ferguson is riots. Right. That's there's it. A, there's a lot of people that think uh, protesters are talking about killing police. Mm hmm. Uh, nothing more to it to them they don't and they don't go on twitter to find out the truth they don't care they accept those things and i wouldn't be shocked if oprah has seen a few reports on ferguson on tv she saw a yaya little special and then she went "Eh, they just need a leader it's not that big a deal you know i wouldn't be shocked um the pro the the question is not the problem the question is this how much do you care that she don't care yeah and that's where and that's where you find your investment if yeah. you care a lot, then you'll be more invested than I am. If you don't care that much, uh, you know, um, you're probably more on the spectrum where I am with her. Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't care that much. Mm-mm. But uh, I'll tell you this much. They've done this much without Oprah. Yep. And they met the president and she talking about some she don't know who the leaders are. You ain't got Google. They met the president. It's there. Who met with the president? Just Google that. Who? Who met with the president? Hashtag Ferguson. It's probably the first result. So mm-hmm. if, if she you really wa- want to know. Yeah. If she wanted to know, she could have known y'all. She don't care. You know? And, and I mean, and I'm, and she's helped many people. It's, 
I'm not saying it's her fight and she need to care about everything. And she need, if she cared, she would care. She mm-hmm. would, she has the platform, but she doesn't. She has the information. She just don't care, y'all. Mm-mm. You know, I'm, I'm trying to reach a place in my mind where I get, where I'm okay with black people not caring about shit. Right. And I think it's important to get to that point because that's actually equality. Ain't that the truth? People think equality is like this one, this thing you strive for to be on the same plane, but, Mm-mm. uh, a lot of shit racially with white people is that they don't care about it. Right. And they can opt out and opt yeah. not to care. And I need to reach a place, personally, I don't know if I ever will, but I need to reach a place where mentally I go, hmm, I enjoy Kendra Lamar's music, but he don't care about Ferguson or Black Lives Matter or what it's about. I need to be able to do that because mm-hmm. if not, I'm just going to be angry at this motherfucker too. Like it's just, I don't want to be in the angry group all the time. I, nope. I can't be that. Yeah. I need to be able to, to say, eh, that's fucked up. His comments was fucked up, but I'm going to still play good kid, man city and leave it at that. Um, in other news, ball alert is the best thing I've ever seen. And so is Karen. Thank you. Uh, until next time, Shana. Thank you, Shana. Peace. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people like ball alert. That's everybody's favorite new segment, man. Um, anime writes in, what's going on? This anime sparkster here just wanted to say how much I appreciate you guys. As you may know, 2014 was a difficult year for me in a lot of ways. My bouts with depression and suicidal thoughts hit me like a ton of bricks. And you guys helped cushion my fall. I also lost my mom a week before Christmas. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry, sorry to, to hear, hear that. that. Um, it's been quite a test going through life regularly when someone who you're used to seeing all the time just isn't there anymore. Again, you guys were there for me. In fact, one day she went into the hospital. I was listening to you all in the waiting room. There you were, helping to take my mind off the inevitable heartache to come. I've been meaning to write in for a week or so now, but I guess that what finally prompted me was these sweaty asshats complaining about every minutia of the show, from Karen's voice to Raj Obama agreeableness, Along with my voicemail, hope it wasn't too annoying. It wasn't. Mm-mm. I wanted to give some sincere thanks for being exactly who you are, uh, who you both are. Hearty laughter, being able to listen to you all have discussions about events in the world. It's all its own brand of therapy. Rod and Karen therapy, title pending. But, <laughs> but anyway, I rambled enough. Thanks again for being you and thanks TVG Nation for being yourselves too. This experience wouldn't have been the same without y'all's crazy asses. Thanks for not letting the simple signs of the internet stop you from making the world a better place in your own ratchet way. Keep changing lives and challenging minds. Man, we will. Ain't nobody sparks that. And also, man, like, uh, I remember when cameras in the hospital, man, podcast really got me through that, man. Like, I used to listen to Twib when they went live and Karen be like sleeping on and off the meds and, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be, you know, downloading stuff when I went home to like get new clothes and take a shower and, you know, I had my iPhone charged up, had my laptop going and, you know, podcasts can really be a safe place for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps your mind interested and, and, and occupied and it does. You know, um, yeah, and and then, you know, we try to let people know that we do appreciate them listening too. So we do, um, you know, but yeah, definitely, man. And I, I know it's got me through tough times. So anytime we can do that for somebody else, uh, always thankful. Yes. Episode eight fifty eight. First, I want to say thank you for the work you guys uh put in. Love the new segment, Ball Alert. 
i want to say i'm one of the people that gets called a deadbeat because of my job situation i'm a single dad i get food food stamps for my three kids and people act like i'm some deadbeat it seems like i have been on a crappy job after another one crappy job after another where i was dropping engines and transmissions for nine dollars an hour and then things didn't work out i was lazy and when things didn't work out i was lazy or i could never keep a job so a lot of quality so a lot of quality jobs uh wait so a lot of quality job is worse than not, or a loss of a quality job is worse than not having a job love listening hope to go premium soon p.s i like the way you help other shows out i was listening to the hoopla show and you can tell they picked up a lot from you i was on the hoopla show like uh three weeks ago four weeks ago now uh but you know we talk about my favorite subject kobe um and i had to school them on the ways of the mamba man you know uh but nah they they were awesome uh host and uh you know we had a good time uh and uh yeah i think we do influence a lot of shows um even if it's vicariously at this point uh even if it's like a friend of a friend of a podcast heard the show you know but uh either way it's always um as long as they taking the good shit i don't care right <laughs> as long as i'll tune in and it's just, it's, it's like literally being like i'm riding i'm carrying like hold yeah. up nigga hold you up you can't do that you take the other shit but you can't do that right and even if you did you wouldn't be as funny it wouldn't be as good yeah and I, I hate that uh um you know people try to do that to you when you're trying to be a single dad and help your kids and shit and people try to like right. come down on you like that. right for some for some but for some reason people challenge your manhood if that was a woman it would be oh yeah of course right you know but men are out there's hard-working men to try to take care of their children too and it's one thing about our country for some reason we have a tendency to look down on people on uh assistance but uh if you're not making enough money to make your ends meet go get it Mm-hmm. if you qualify for it yep um how tbgwt has ruined my happy home uh-oh it's for my girl shay who's scared of me <laughs> okay my title was kind of clickbait it's really not that bad. <laughs> I see. But I'm seriously doubting whether I should ever have encouraged my husband to listen to your show. Like, I really want to have an intervention and tell him, you listening to the Black Guy Tips has affected me in the following ways. <clears throat> First of all, I couldn't even get him to listen to the show for the longest. Whenever I be watching on Spreecast, he be all in trying to see what I'm looking at. So I told him he could download the show and listen. Do you think he did? No. It wasn't until like four months later he went on a road trip and listened. Well, then we got back and I put the podcast app on his phone and that was it. Now he's obsessed. He sings the Guess the Race song around the house and sometimes even in public, which isn't a big deal to me because he's generally embarrassing anyway and I know what I'm in love with. <laughs> when he feels the need to give me the play-by-play recap of the show like I didn't listen to it myself, damn. So he tells her about the show. Um, <laughs> like, like, like she ain't her. Yeah, on the real. Like, listen, 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 girl. This, 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 this is what happened. Wait, listen. I, I was there. I was there. I, I don't care. I'm going to tell you anyway. On the rare occasion he listens for an episode, to an episode before me, he will text me throughout the day telling me random stories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think until, I don't think anything of it until I listened to the show and realized he was just giving me a recap of what you guys discussed. I don't care about spoilers much, but I, it's still side eye worthy. Lately, when I get home from work and he just, lately, when I get home from work and he just screams, ball alert, and then goes in, 
<laughs> and then it goes into the groovy tail story. Fall alert. Then it goes into the groovy tail story before I could even take my shoes off. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Rod, I'm sorry he's going to tweet you and comment on your Facebook. I told him you don't care about his comments or story, but he doesn't listen and is going to get these tweets off to you. Yeah, I already know. Uh, Shaitan, he, he do be hitting me up a lot. Also, he calls Karen his boo and, well, he ain't the only one. And every time someone says something bad about her on the review show, he goes off. I'm just a demure, subservient black woman, so dead, so I dare not address the matter. But I think you need to address him calling your wife boo. I'm just saying. So that's just it. I create a monster. Shay Davis. P.S. Karen is great. Karen is everything. Karen on fleek. Thank you. Uh, look, man, Shatan is pressed and he do be having a lot of commentary. I, I, I've come to the point where I, I think a lot of these people that are like that, that are very like, you know, outgoing and aggressive and, and passionate. Yeah, right. passionate like that. I realized something that, uh, I didn't really take into account years ago when we started the show. Um, I just ignore them unless they say something I want to respond to. So I figure he probably used to being ignored. Like you said, uh, which isn't a big deal to me because he's generally embarrassing anyway and I know what I'm in love with. <laughs> so I just look at it like that. Like sometimes he says shit that I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that I do. I did think that was funny. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to get into this conversation right now. So, you know, it's cool. Um, you know, yeah. and he hasn't really said or done anything that made me be like, man, what the fuck? So I don't know. Yeah. You cool with me. Yeah. People hit the hashtag up all the time. Yeah. We cool with that. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I think he just got like, oh, I know you got it this weekend. Cause I think he got like a hundred retweets cause he tagged us in Twiv and this good, uh, and this good political cartoon about that, um, about that, uh, islamophobia and that bomb and oh, shit that, that was him yeah okay yeah because yeah, i was like what the fuck is it ding, 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 ding. yeah i know he going around the house being like see okay okay Got that, was, that was a cool pick but i was trying to figure out what it was mm-hmm. paul writes in karen and rod since discovering the blackout tips last year it has been difficult finding time to listen to podcasts other than yours i hope that the platform for your voices continues to grow as your outlook on life and the events around you is so healthy evolved refreshing and funny I don't know how much more needs to be said in defense of Karen. Rod, other listeners, and Karen herself have done a lot on that front already. But add me to the list. Just how she says her name at the beginning of the show gives me the jolt, a jolt of happiness. <laughs> her thoughts, ideas, attitude, and laugh have such incredible warmth and wisdom to them. I don't always agree with, just kidding, I agree with every goddamn thing you guys say. There you go, <laughs> finally! We finally got one, Karen! Mama made it. Yeah, we don't have to do a podcast no more. That's mm-hmm. what we was waiting on. The one person. In my opinion, preaching to the choir is fine when the sermon is so brilliant. Thank you, Paul H. P.S. I live in Mexico and the machete ratchetness here is nasty. If you ever have a hard time finding the sword ratchetness for a show, not likely, I know, I can translate something for you from here. Hey, man, I actually added a couple of machete stories to my sword ratchetness because I realized that I was, by not putting machetes in and counting them, I was being, I was being fucked up because when I went to Target, I seen some machetes and I said, that's a goddamn sword. So I thought a machete, a machete and let mother long big, get the big sword. It's a big knife, but I was looking oh. at the ones they sell at Target and I'm like, that's a fucking sword. You come at me with that. That you, that's a sword. So I count machete news too now. Oh yeah. Cause your daddy pulled out one. We was going fishing that time to chop some shit up. I was like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Thanks for being great. 
this is from larry rod and karen i'm new to viewing podcasts and your show has made my experience wonderful thank you for the greatness thank you short and sweet thank you larry tasha writes in hi so i wanted to write it this is about karen it says so i wanted to write in to get this email off i was gonna tweet this but i felt like that wouldn't get my thoughts across so i'm a fairly new listener i think i started maybe three months ago when i first started listening i was like let me try this out and see i think i discovered y'all from where's my 40 acres or the weed i can't remember but anyway i love the show now but when i started listening i was kind of mad to it i still listen i heard karen and my first thought was what's wrong with her (laughs) i I kept listening the third episode i was like dude i didn't know rob's name at first well at least you didn't say rob doesn't have the patience to listen to her by the fourth episode i realized that i was biased i was treating karen how people treat africa what I mean is I was ignorant and judging because her accent was something I wasn't familiar with. And only, and the only real experience that I've had with accents was from TV. That's how people treat Africa. Believing it's a country and going over there and mad because I, it's not full of naked people and huts like they see on TV. Right. Karen is a real gem. She drops nothing but knowledge and I love all of it. Listen to the show. Listening to the show has at least let me get out of the Midwest. I was born and bred in the Midwest and still live here. So yeah, country accents aren't all that familiar to me. And what's even more funny is that I have an accent just from living in the Midwest. And when I worked in a call center, I used to hate people shitting on Indian accents. Like how the fuck can I shit on Karen and defend others? Sorry for the long email. I hope y'all read it and not see it as negative. I love the show. I'm glad I found y'all. This is probably one of the only two or three podcasts I listen to on the regular. And real talk, these niggas better stop coming for Karen unless we send for them. Tasha at Say Tasha on Twitter. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, and I think... Well, go ahead, Karen. Sorry. No, thank you, sweetie. I do agree. I I think that, like I said, because my voice is different and, like she said, a lot of people listen to podcasts thinking shit is radio. This is not motherfucking radio. You're not going to get them voices that done went through three or four filters. They got a sound engineer that's, you know, combing it, making it sound super sexy for, you know, the, 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 um, uh, midnight Love Jones special hour going on from midnight mm-hmm. to 4 a.m. Like, you're not going to get that. And I think because it's quote unquote not, um, what people are used to on TV and radio, a lot of people just automatically are tuned off. But mostly, anywhere in the country you go, just about, is a form of an accent. It might not be an accent to you, but if you're outside of the area, it's a motherfucking accent. Yeah, you know, the other thing is, we've had different versions of this email over the years mm-hmm. from different people. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of people, they start off, it's a lot to honestly, like, ex- to, you know, we're different than a lot of other podcasts. Nah, that's true. And it's definitely like an induction into a different type of thing, um, different culture almost. So I could understand people being like, I expected this and I got that, you know. But it's funny because a lot of times we do kind of change people's minds. A lot of times people come in thinking one thing and they end up being like, yo, I love this show. You know, I didn't know what to expect or I didn't like what I was getting at first, but now I'm like, I came around. I realized that everything doesn't have to be uniform in one way or the other. Right. Um, so, so I, I remember saying this while talking about the thing we've gotten this. I didn't like this and I left a bad, uh, bad review and I did this, but now I like the show. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know. So um, it's understandable because as people grow and evolve and change and, and understand that, like you say, everything is a uniform, everything is a clean cut, everything isn't uh, polished per se. Right. That uh, it's, it, it's, it's okay, you know, and it's okay to grow and evolve. The problem is that when the people just say that and they don't say anything else, it's just like, I just hate it, period. Right. And it's not even about uh, being patient with Karen and stuff. Sometimes she's just downright uh, <laughs> just wrong and annoying, you know. <laughs> Just because I love it, don't mean she right about everything. Sometimes that's true. Now her and Justin get together, and it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, I, man. I think Justin enjoy me because because me and him go at it. We be you be looking like I will turn this motherfucking bus around. <laughs> but uh, you know, I also wouldn't do a podcast without with somebody I didn't think was uh, entertaining and funny and um, smart and all those things either. And uh, Karen's all that shit in space, so. I'm never sitting around going like I'm never feeling like I need to be patient. You know, if anything, I I'm trying to do a better job of not cutting her off or whatever when she's talking sometimes because I don't mind so much when she cuts me off because I typically, you know, as the host, I'm talking too much as as because I'm reading everything, which doesn't really count as talking, but it's talking. Right. Yes, it is. So I try not to, you know, cut Karen off. So I've I've had to get into like, all right, back up off the mic. Let her finish this whole thought. Plus, uh, you know, Karen's rants be be uh, be epic and I want to hear them, too. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but I'm no, nah, it's never a patience thing. I'm not being patient with Karen. I, it's not I, at least I don't feel that way. Like, I, I do want to hear what she has to say. If anything, hosting the show and being having attention drawn to so many different angles, I'm more scared that I'm going to miss something she said trying to conduct the show than, uh, yeah, rather than, you know, rather than trying to be like, hurry up and finish talking so I can talk. Like, I'm, I'm not thinking that way. <laughs> yeah, because you have a tough job. I talking about my job. You have a very tough job, sir. Uh, recurring donor name, correction, plus TVGWT feedback for 857 and 859. Hey, Rod and Karen. Okay, fair warning. This is a long-ass email with dollar signs instead of S's. First, Rod, stop fucking up my name on a recurring donor thank yous. Uh, look, your name, y'all tell me how you pronounce this. C-A-E-S-A-R-E-A. Is it Caesarea? That must be it. C, like Caesar E-A. Okay, all right. Caesarea S. It's Loopy Chick. So she says I can just call her Loopy Chick. All right, cool. Um, I, I know you're going to be mad now that I pronounced it right for the first time ever right he won't he won't remember it next week so don't feel bad no 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 i will remember it okay but now i'm gonna say her name right and forget to say loopy chick that's (laughs) how it works (laughs) you need to get one or the other yep um now we can move on to my feedback i just love your guys and your podcast is always informative and hilarious karen's (laughs) ad-libs oh shit and ha ha and are everything and rob (laughs) You yourself, not so bad. So now I go, now I'm back to Rob. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Casey, Ross, and Rob. We can, two can play this <laughs> game, baby. I can go all day. <laughs> now let's go. Let's do this, little Caesars. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a sort of new listener and a scandal gladiator. I found you guys from Nina's Project Fandom, uh, Project Fandom Scandal podcast where Rob was visiting. At that point, I thought TBGWT was only a Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> the blackout tips only talk about walking in and i had never watched that show but when nina mentioned how unapologetically geeked out care was over gets over day walking 
I decided to give you guys a listen anyway. That's my show. I, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, when it, uh, restart, I may be back on. I miss Nina and them. Be back on with, uh, Nina and them. But yeah, uh, when I was on, uh, one thing Nina said, she says that, uh, when I love something, like you could just tell it. And I love talking to it, to, uh, about The Walking Dead with them. I did not know what to expect when, when I heard the N word flying around and how often you guys dropped the F bomb, I was sold. <laughs> <laughs> We normally get the opposite. Like, right. These niggas is cousin. Right. How dare you? What would the white folks think? Pull your pants up. <laughs> your current event topics are on fleek. Not to mention, I've even started watching Day Walking on Netflix. So when it comes back, I can finally understand what the hell you guys are talking about. Woo-hoo! LOL. But you will. Uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy the show more knowing what we're talking about. Yes. A lot of people have been going back and catching up. And for those of you that's listening, uh, it starts back up in February. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so get ready. And, uh, for those of you that's behind in Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones starts April the 12th. So if you like, I want to catch up on them thrones, you, you got a few months, but catch up. Seriously, you guys need to pitch a, get a TV segment for the guest the race game. That segment always seems too short. So sometimes I find myself playing when the real TV news is on. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody does. She's at Q Karen's laugh. Ha <laughs> ha. Also, that fuck you fan mail email from a few months ago and the glittery, glittery gay blood episode are comedy gold. Anyway, the real reason I'm sending this email is because I wanted to send my feedback regarding podcast 857, a.k.a. the asshole who tried to come for my girl, Karen. Oh, I know people have probably written worse shit in the past, but I just got so heated listening to Rod read it. And even though y'all poke fun at that jackass later on in the episode, it just didn't sit right with me. I felt like more like, like more grease needed to be thrown on that food because of the bully platform <laughs> these shitheads used to get their punk ass opinions published is just complete bullshit. By the way, guys, uh, I'm reading this. She has edited all the cuss words. I'm, I'm adding the back. I don't know why she edited. You don't gotta edit with me. I like cussing. But, uh, she, uh, she, I'm adding the cuss words in. So if you hear me stumbling, that's all. So imagine how hyped up, uh, Rod was during the Wakanda app. That's how I felt to hear Rod go ham on 859. Respect the queen. I loved hearing Rod defend Karen when Rod said you wouldn't come to my house and say you can't stand my wife and then watch the game. I literally gave Rod a standing O while I was at the Kroger's in the soup aisle. <laughs> 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 I was like, listen to Rod defending his woman, LOL. It was awesome. Rod, you are right. Karen is a full 50% of this amazing podcast. Karen, thick skin or not, sometimes you just got to shut shit down. Peace Aww. and blessings and much love to you guys. Hugs and kisses. Caesarea S. Wait, wait, Rod, you can read it as Loopy Chick. Thank huh? you, Loopy Chick. Thank you, uh, Caesarea. Uh, pizza, pizza. Lewis Rice, <laughs> I mean, Lois Rice in. Bravo. Rod, I just want to say bravo. I love the show. Love you. Love, 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 Karen. I love her views. This is the first podcast that I've listened to. I always stay the same, never change. You keep me up to date. I am 58, so I love hearing intelligent conversation between the young folk, LOL. Fight the power, Lois Thomas. Thank you, Lois. Oh, thank you, sweetie. And uh, we will fight the power. And uh we ain't changing shit. Hell no. Fuck them niggas. Make something better. Ain't that the truth. This podcast is everything, Karen Voice. <laughs> this from KJ. 
hey rod and karen after itunes on my phone was baller blocking on my reviews by not posting them from my phone i decided to go ahead and send y'all an email first off let me say this i absolutely love karen's voice and all the haters should start by the way i hope that people that don't like your voice listen to shit like this everybody like i love karen's voice i love it it's but oh i love her accent it reminds me of my aunt it's so warm when she says sweetie Aww. it's so much wisdom i hope they listen to this shit because it's not i'm not kate we're not catering the show to one person no oh you don't like it well sir we'll just change how we speak Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. is this fine right <laughs> um so yeah uh uh, and all the haters should start at her heels and work her way up, work their way up and kiss her ass. <laughs> Being from the Midwest, I often get judged and hated on for my country accent. Her and their. And if they don't like it, just like Jay-Z said, they can press fast forward or not listen to me talk at all. I commend you, Rod, for speaking up and out about all the disrespectful comments. I have to say that I absolutely love, love, love the show. I found TBGWT randomly on iTunes a few months ago, and I haven't missed the show since I discovered you all. From the games to the racist chat room, I love it all. I have even interacted with the chat room a few times, and it was so much fun. I respect and appreciate you all's opinions and outlooks on various topics, and I often agree with both of you. I happen to be from St. Louis, and I have to thank you all for not being afraid to show your solidarity towards the issues of Ferguson and other injustices around the country. Man, we never considered another, it's never another point of view that was to consider. I'm trying to tell you, baby, it, it don't matter where it happened. This is the way I look at things, uh, period. No matter where it happens, it could happen here. So that's how I look at it. I don't look at it as it could never be me or it could mm-hmm. never happen here. And so that goes back to the empathy and sympathy. You go, okay, it happened there, but what's stopping it from happening here? And Nothing. I, honestly, I haven't, I, the first argument, the next argument that I hear, for why people need to stop talking about Ferguson and Black Lives Matter and dead black people being killed by the police will be the first good argument I've heard. Like, there's no, there's no other side to this, in my opinion. Mm-mm. Like, everybody needs to be on the, can you please stop shooting the Negro side right. of this conversation? Right. Not only that, not only that, the thing is like, it doesn't even have to happen in America. Like, we read right. shit from other parts of the world, like the, 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 them fools over there in France. I'm concerned about that, too, because you're like, well, damn. Right. You all's comedic relief really adds so much joy to my day. It helps me get through being at my shitty job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wish you all so much more success and prosperity in the future. Much love, KJ. Thank you, KJ. Thank you, sweetie. And, uh, yeah, as a person that had a shitty job and listened to podcasts, I understand. Yes. Love the show. Hey, Karen and Rod. This is from Man B. Cole. Uh, I do have a problem with the show. Karen's not on enough. She only got one show. We need more Karen. I just want to spread love to you all. I'm so sorry I had to deal with that, and it's not right. I look at y'all as my brother and sister. Now to get to my point, I've been on Ballsy Sport five times. Who I got to fondle to get a tippy? Hell, yeah. How come nobody nominated B. Cole yet? Baby, you nominate yourself. That is true, too. Maybe he trying to he trying to be humble. Mm-hmm. don't 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 be humble you better be like whiskey wine and moonshine they did and they won last year don't know mm-hmm. for these people out here that's been on the show tomorrow i don't want to tip it nominate yourself yeah they weren't humble at all they was like we're coming for us uh thanks for for all you folks do uh, i know it's real hard work tell j trill i said what's up best regards be cold thanks be cold uh bk writes in feedback time episode 858 Stuart scott what more can i say he helped usher in an era where TV sportscasters got to show more of their personalities. He did it speaking in a way that appealed to a younger, cooler, non-melanin-challenged segment of the sporting public. 
the fans at debate sports and barbershops and class and classroom hallways the fans that chopped it up with their friends at the stoop he maintained the balance between what was traditionally seen as professional broadcasting while not forgetting where it came from cereal i listened to that podcast for its full run and tried to do some reading about the case on the side the podcast is a well-done narrative and i have read that there will be a second season this year Mm -hmm. topic unknown as for adnan i lean towards a camp that says he did the crime all the other issues of reasonable doubt and whether prosecution and police narrative was correct are perfect for that law class debate but we are dealing with the reality of the american court system right all they have to do is create a story that makes sense and is believable to a jury i'm not going to go as far as to call the guy dumb but jay doesn't strike me as some criminal mastermind and i find it hard to believe he set up adnan he doesn't really have any motive to do so throwing all the random shit that would have had to happen for jay to frame adnan and it's just very unlikely i just think he's a regular dude who sold a little weed and ended up getting caught up in some shit there may be a chance that he knows a little more than what he is told but i don't believe he is a killer uh he is the killer nor mastermind some plot uh mastermind to some plot against adnan the framing of adnan doesn't seem very plausible on the whole but if people want to believe that he was framed why not look elsewhere because right that's why i said sarah koenig koenig's imprint on the story and bias can't be ignored she is like it's jay that's why people think it's jay if she would have just simply been like i it's not adnan but i don't know who it is i feel like people could be more like okay who knows who it was but since she's really just looking at motive she tried to ascribe a motive to jay and i think the motive for Jay killing Hay is way more implausible than the motive for the Adnan would have had. Like that's like if if you tried to try Jay and put it this way, if Jay would have been the one convicted of her murder, it would have been just as much circumstantial evidence, if not more, against him than it was for Adnan. So these people trying to point towards him, they're just falling for her framing of the story and her own bias. And, and maybe it's not biased maybe she's just doing it because you can get two extra episodes out of talking about jay i don't know right like people who were uh actually close to adnan jay and adnan weren't all close by both account- weren't all that close by both of their accounts quick question do you guys think that there are other people who know a lot more than they're willing to say i don't mean information that exonerates adnan but information that will possibly implicate others in the cover-up or at the minimum someone at the mosque who adnan might have confided in jay's interview sparked that question well in the interview they said there was a guy who gave testimony but he was like uh possibly like a priest or something at the um at the mosque and even if you confide in him he can't violate that agreement i think um and his testimony was thrown out eventually mm-hmm. um and he didn't testify in the actual trial so you know for pe- by the way for people that say he had a bad lawyer she got that dude up out of there and that dude was on some like he did it and he told me so yeah if he would have uh, testified it wouldn't be no fucking serial um podcast mm-hmm. be like he did it right two people said he told him he did it uh lost in the massive interest in the case is the victim high man lee that's by the way yeah. i find i understand what sarah's doing to sell the podcast i'm not trying to question her morality necessarily Mm-mm. but the fact that hayes family don't even want to talk to her right and the fact that people that are discussing the case kind of disregard the idea of how disrespectful they feel 
uh they feel how disrespected they feel about this i i find it's to me that is just proof that she like sarah can just come in and say whatever the fuck she wants and people are just gonna be like oh the macabre factor of it is just gonna make people go oh i I just can't wait to get into this but why do y'all think her family didn't want to talk they think the real killer is behind bars they're not they're not gonna help somebody try to free somebody they think killed their daughter correct you know so i don't i don't know man maybe i mean maybe we i guess we all know better than hayes family right um but Heyman lee isn't some svu csi extra shown in the opening credits she was a real life teen right and that's how people are treating it right with hopes and dreams most importantly she has a family that will have to live with the pain of her violent death forever i have a cousin that was murdered years ago the sorrow her family must feel is immeasurable yeah and imagine if y'all had a whole case and you knew like this motherfucker did it i'm glad he went to jail and then someone just kept start start coming around being like i'm gonna i'm gonna just present the evidence i want to and i'm gonna tell people it's important the way i want it to be important and uh yeah fuck your own family um and the closure y'all had no right open that back up correct and then you have people hitting you up and wanting to talk about it and shit like that and and who knows how they really feel and and shit like that and like you say this is some extra you see in the first five minutes and never see a body again this is was a real person with real extended family and they were really affected yeah i mean if he didn't do it um i'll be as surprised as anybody let's see what happens episode 859 respect the queen y'all don't need me to be the attack dog but i felt compelled to write this fuck all of these stupid ass fuck all the stupid ass trolls it serves no purpose right oh fuck all the stupid ass trolling it serves no purpose rod and karen have given us listeners a forum to have our thoughts aired on through this medium uh through their medium they didn't do that so that people could verbally come at his wife on some personal shit there is a huge difference between offering your honest, constructive critique of something that you have heard or disagree with and talking about dumb shit like someone's accent. I was an engineering major who took classes taught by Middle Eastern and Eastern European professors with thick, almost indecipherable accents. Karen's Southern accent is no way is in no way an impediment to understanding what she is saying. And that's the only thing that matters. You guys are out there acting like she's the character from King of the Hill stumbling over her words. Right cut that bullshit i'm also of the mindset that many of the shade is coming from fellows who are not used to hearing a black female express her views in a confident and strong way let me close out with this rod and karen are equal partners in this project and in life and passion the passionate fire i felt while rod aired you trolls out in defense of his wife was powerful you could feel the love in every syllable it exemplifies the kind of love for my fiance and i have for one another when when you have found that down ass chick it's a blessing thanks again Ryder karen for putting out the content and for allowing listeners an open forum to speak our minds no problem man thank you sweetie as long as it ain't um a bad five-star review i mean uh, i'm good it's an open forum mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as you ain't talking shit, shit. horse yep. horse beef this is for my boy delfrano sup karen and uh rod karen and the bgwt community Real quick, I was listening to episode 860, Horse Beef, when you were talking about riding with the white dudes drinking beers. It reminded me of when I had this part-time job during my college years at HP doing customer service. I was just getting off work on Friday about 8 p.m. and got invited to this get-together by a couple of coworkers. Get to the apartment, and there's a good amount of people there drinking and a little bit of smoking. Long story short, by the end of the night, I got a little drunk, couldn't drive home. One of the supervisors, a white dude, offered me a ride. Since we live in the same area, and he wasn't drinking, I was like, cool. 
we're riding down the highway he started digging into his jacket pocket pulls out a little pouch he says grab the wheel i'm like what grab the wheel i'm confused but i grabbed the wheel he zips open this pouch opens his plastic bag meanwhile i'm looking at the road partially looking at what the fuck he's doing this nigga takes a fucking bump of cocaine this is the first and last time i've seen any shit like that in my life yeah that's when you realize how different the world is for white people correct he takes another bump i think that's the term when you put cocaine on the back of your head and snort it shit i don't know baby at least that's what i see in the movies (laughs) right that's that that's about sound the same as me he stuffs pair the paraphernalia in his pocket licks his head rubs his nose and says thanks i got it nonchalant as shit i'm thrown as fuck but i ain't saying shit to him I tell I tell you one thing, I couldn't get home and out of that truck fast enough. I, shit, I'm like, you know what? Just I walk, I, I walk, I walk, dog. I was paranoid as shit. Yeah, I was. Remember, um, did I tell the story about the eight ball? I think I did. Yeah, the hey, what about eight ball? They had, this dude had an eight ball in the um truck that when I was uh, getting a ride home from um from a party um, oh. at this dude's house. Oh, he called. No, I was no, I was riding with derek somewhere in his work truck his work truck he had given a ride to this dude the day before when we was at a party but we was going to play ball or something and the dude called and was like hey man did i leave an eight ball in your car he like a eight ball pool ball right a number of black eight ball he was like no eight ball of cocaine so i need to get it back man we pulled over so fast and searched that motherfucking car it's like, nigga, I'm not getting pulled over and the and police find an eight ball of cocaine under my seat. I don't even know how much that is, but the, I, anything is a lot to me. It, yeah, like, I'm not going to jail for some Especially if you don't know what's cocaine. there. So, so um, Derek found it and threw it away. And the dude was like, man, how you going to throw my eight ball away? Like, bitch, are you serious? Right. We riding you, dirty because of your dumb ass. We put, fuck around and get pulled over and go to goddamn jail. Yeah. Man, white people, y'all, Cause, cause you your privilege sure, is amazing. Right, because you sure ain't going to be like, oh, that's my eight ball when, I, when we get fucking arrested. I feel like white people just think they can explain it to the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, sir, I was just doing an eight ball. I, yeah, you can't explain that shit I mean, away. It's, it's a Tuesday. I, don't, I mean, why man, Why can't I do the eight ball? It's just mm-hmm. an eight ball of cocaine. Yeah, because I'd have been, been like eight ball like a pool ball. Mm-mm. White privilege, a.k.a. white confidence is a motherfucker, y'all. Think, like... Also, how do you know I'm down with you doing cocaine? Right. You just pull the cocaine out like, thanks. All right, let's go. Thinking back, why was I trying to hold my breath when he took the cocaine out? Ah, like it might get into your big Negro nostrils. Right. I ain't, mm, I ain't just positive for shit. Right. Anyway, that's it. Y'all be peace. I'm out. <laughs> Bam. That's good. Uh, Stefan H. writes in Spoil Movie Reviews is the GOAT. Hello, Rod and Karen. I hadn't had the privilege of telling y'all this since I became a premium member back in the middle of 2014, but it's so good. Oh. I'm glad you enjoy sport movie reviews, man. We yes. take a lot of pride in that. We do. Now, to be honest, I haven't gotten a chance to discover every show, but Balls D Sports Nerd Off, Lip Smacking Good, and Sport Movie Reviews is where I go on the site. This brings me to my S, to why SMR is quite possibly the greatest film review show of all time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually on his side. I'm not laughing at all. 
Typically, when a review is written or said by a generic film critic, he or she will praise a film like, say, Snowpiercer and call it one of the best of 2014, despite the fact that some of the acting was a bit wooden, snow effects and action scenes were okay, and the classism angle wasn't exactly groundbreaking. They'll always praise the indie movies for being daring, but quick to accuse a comic book film of being too serious or being too noisy. I swear it's one of their many talking points. Yes. Right, because we don't watch shit that we don't want to watch either. Well, you know what else? I've listened to those podcasts, and they're one of the reasons I wanted a movie review podcast. Right. Because I don't like that, and I hate the predictable, like, well, because it's the Hunger Games, I'm going to give it one star. It's like, well, you knew it was going to be, you knew you were going to hate a popular movie because you're going to get more clicks on your website than if you said the truth, which is, eh, it's a pretty good movie. Because, because that's not as salacious. Correct. You know, um, the thing I enjoy about sport movie reviews is y'all have fun with these films, good or bad. Exactly. Exactly. We, we had JL Covan on and he was talking bad about Transformers, uh, four. Mm-hmm. And I didn't try to correct him. Mm-mm. I said, yeah, it's not technically a good film Mm -hmm. but i enjoyed the fuck out of it big ass robots was fighting right that's all that mattered to me Mm -hmm. and i was plot who gives a fuck about a plot everything he was angry about i was entertained by right because i didn't take it seriously yeah i'm like remember when he had them creepy ass shots of that little white girl's ass and she was supposed to be like 18 in the movie but or but she was marky mark's daughter and he's like yes that was so creepy that was terrible i'm like it was creepy it was terrible it was great yeah. There's no pretentiousness coming from a condescending POV to sway audiences in either direction. Just two or more people coming on sharing their likes or dislikes. If it weren't for SMR and Chris's uh, movie trailer reviews, I'd reluctantly buy into the words uh, of people who don't enjoy the experience or babble on about nothing. These days, however, I lean on sport movie reviews and movie trailer reviews and my uh, and my own opinion. Y'all stay awesome and happy 2015. Thanks, man. Thank really appreciate you. that. Yes, we do. Stefan. Sterling writes in. Hey, guys. Another great week of shows as usual. The Charlie Hebdo shooting was and is fucked up. But I was wondering how you guys felt about it in rela- relation to the Sony hack. Nobody deserves to get shot over comedy. But if a group is saying, stop doing that or we going to get to killing, shouldn't you actually just stop? It's like when North Korea threatened over the interview. But this extreme, this extremist. Uh, just have more balls in the guardians of peace um i'm gonna say this i'm not telling you to stop uh and i'm not and i don't think it's okay for people to kill anybody and all that shit right um i just wish people would stop because it ain't really funny like i saw the interview no disrespect to franco and, and and rogan that shit ain't worth dying over it's not that good like, what's the point? Y'all gonna, y'all ready to, nobody should be willing to die for a movie that's, uh, C minus at best. You know? Um, and also, I don't think our freedom of speech, I, I think people are trying to, trying to conflate this gross, offensive, like, racist type of, like, xenophobic sexes like certain level of jokes to into like group it into some freedom of speech shit 
freedom of speech is about the government right stopping you by putting you in jail for talking against for something they didn't like right. freedom of speech isn't about commercial viability Mm-mm. they they frame the argument like it's about the government right to say what's on your mind it's not it's about the commercial viability of selling certain perspectives of in comedy now i'm not saying these perspectives aren't marketable there's a lot of people that are willing to buy into general misogyny racism xenophobia whatnot my issue is i typically don't find those things to be very funny so if you just want to pick on muslims i'm i'm not saying oh you need to die or these people are gonna get upset so you should stop uh and they're gonna oh these people are gonna threaten you so you should stop i just think you should stop because it's not really fucking funny correct it's, it's fucked up is what it is yeah you have the right to do it and they shouldn't kill you but yeah yeah, it, and, and, and if, 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 if the New York Times had a fucking, um, cartoonist and every week he wanted to draw a President Obama as a monkey, people would lose their fucking minds. Eventually people would be like, what the fuck are y'all doing? It wouldn't be freedom of speech if you get this shit off the page. It's offensive and it's racist. You know, and, and if you're not gonna have a common decency to do that and you're courting, I mean, cause they're, like picking on the whole on the whole faith but you're kind of courting this idea of like you're subhuman to us something might happen to you i don't want it to i wish it didn't but i i i can't divorce myself from the reality of hey these people go hard over this shit not everybody but some there's a, a fringe that does go hard about this shit and you keep fucking with them I ain't saying I'm happy they got fucked up, but I I feel like I'm in the middle, which is I wish they hadn't have done that shit. I find it offensive, but I also don't think anybody should die for doing some offensive shit. Mm-mm. So you know I don't, but yeah I I like I said I don't I don't feel you know I don't feel like it's I feel like I, I mean I agree with you. The Sony hack and this have the same principles behind them. Yes, now that's true. And America's just you know fucked up man. yeah we They're apply hypocrites. our laws to everywhere but everywhere is not america yeah america can be hypocrites um from my understanding there was a charlie hebdo um dude who drew a jew a cartoon against jewish people and he actually went to jail for it so it's not about freedom of speech think about that it's freedom to pick on muslims and then disguise it as freedom of speech right uh, I don't understand. He said, second and far more importantly, I don't understand how you can like the blackout tips without liking Karen. Right. I know not everyone may have listened to every episode like I have, but one of the coolest things about this podcast here was and is Karen's growth. Agreed. <laughs> well, y'all started the show. Karen barely spoke. And if she did, it was a laugh or a short quip. Now she speaks of mine regularly and it's always greatness. I've had a Karen rant give me the Holy Ghost quite a few times. <laughs> Yeah, you know the other thing is, man, I've, I'm proud of that, cause I was like, I know this is inside. I'm like, uh, dude that was training Rocky, you know. <laughs> like I worked hard to get them. I'm like, you know, we had so many behind the scenes meetings. Like, hey, you gotta speak up, give me your opinion on yeah, this. Yeah, Roger says stuff, and I just look at him. <laughs> yeah, we used to be after the show, and she'd be going on some rant, and I was like, why didn't you say this shit when the mic was on? <laughs> right. I don't care about this now. I cared about this when it was. Ooh, we're talking about it. 
um even bigger than that her accent may be one of my favorite parts of the show i'm from new jersey but a majority of my family is from virginia i love it there but i haven't been able to visit in over a decade every time i hear karen's voice it's like i'm home with my family i don't understand how karen's accent is too much at all some folks it's just like self-hating ass fools if they can't like karen and lastly thin mints are the best cookies forever that's it i'm out sterling official new york giants fan of the podcast Thank you, Sterling. Mm-hmm. He said all those kind of things. You're going to boo him because of some thin mints. Mm-hmm. You worse than people that hate J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> love the love. Hey, Roberto and Kari. I love the show. Heard the show where Robbie had to go in and hats off to you for supporting your wife. Not that Mrs. K even needs it because we know she can handle these fools out on these Internet streets. One of the underrated reasons I like this show is because you are a married couple that actually likes each other and for people to try and come not in between, but upset that it's frustrating and insulting to even see that happen. Fuck them hateful small people. Yeah, that's the other thing. We've been together so long. Did you think that would work? Like, I'm going to start doing the show like, God, I hate this bitch. (laughs) Here she go again. I'm going to stab this nigga. Oh, no, they're skipping this part. Oh, God, dang. Like, what did you think was going to happen? All that said, on the 60 Minute Man episode, when Kyrie sang the Instagram song and Roberto was like, really, on this story? And she said, yep, I was in tears. Love y'all. P.S. Just got an Xbox One. What's the best way to stream a podcast or playing games in y'all's opinion? Oh, my man Ty Diamond said you can go to the blackouttips.com and with the with the uh, Internet app and snap it and play games. Oh. Mm-hmm. He said he listens to his premium shows that way. Hmm. Log in, play them right from the site while you play Destiny. Ramsey Ellis says, uh, five star review. Just want to shout y'all out for the excellent podcast. The show helps me get through work. I'm dead over the greatest hip hop skits. My favorite was the De La Soul Weed skits. I love what y'all do. Thanks. Thanks, Ramsey. Thank you, sweetie. Terry says, happy anniversary. Hey, Karen and Rod, I've been meaning to send this email for a while now. First off, happy anniversary. January 6th is now officially TBGWT Day. Yeah, we just found out this year. I didn't I know. know what day. I, I, you know what? Y'all, the whole month of January was another year to me. <laughs> five, five years strong. I choked up a little when you started reminiscing. It's a beautiful thing. The show started with music playing in the background that made it hard to listen to at times. It right. Did. Sharing one subpar mic. Shout out to that blue, though. That yeah, blue got us Four or five of us over, over that one mic like a pit fire. Uh, and look where you are now. Live video shows, TBGWT gear, sponsors, thousands of fans, the freedom to rock a big-ass beard now that you don't have to clock in and report to Whitey. Most importantly, you get to take all your shits at home. Oh, yeah. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, all we need is more premium membership so Karen can, can fulfill the promise of jumping on her desk, twerking, and announcing, nigga, I'm out. <laughs> I chuckled when I saw the fuck you title from the feedback show a few weeks ago. Nice shout out, LOL. I really appreciate the platform. It's going, it's giving, it gives me another place to vent among other things. I was up around 3 a.m. when I sent that fuck you email. I was listening to the show, reading articles about Ferguson, and then I got too angry to fall asleep. Sending that email was pretty damn cathartic and helped me sleep. Uh, luckily, I had a few The Blackout Tips podcasts on the playlist, and Karen woke me up with her epic laugh. Thanks, Karen. I was running on four hours sleep, but still made it to work on time because of you. TBGWT, saving jobs, one podcast at a time. <laughs> you welcome, baby. One more fuck you, though. Mike Dicker, fuck you. Really, Mike? You admit that you haven't been following the story, but at the same time, you know the protest was up to no good and Darren Wilson is innocent? 
how do you know that mike hmm you racist son of a bitch good job exposing yourself blackies are good enough to play football for you but not good enough for you to kill when they get shot huh i see you dog by the way what the hell happened to chill haven't heard from her in a while keep up the great work terry in florida uh yeah. i talked to chill or chill, chill she, left me a message yesterday yeah, she around yeah she's doing good well she's around and she's still you know doing good man so mm-hmm. uh and she still listens to stuff she told me so cool oh and then he said another one 850 he or she i can't remember if terry was i know we got more than one terry to listen to the show true hey rod and karen here's another email i've been meaning to send nigga i can't remember the last time i listened to one of your episodes so many times I put a oh it's eight fifty smacking in the air. I put a few people onto your show off of the eight fifty episode alone. I nominate this one for a Tippy Award. I don't remember all the categories, but at this point, I feel like that should be a speaking on black issues Tippy Award. It was a perfect balance of sarcastic humor and realness. I nominate the minute mark thirty four to thirty four for one of the funniest moments. That smacking in the air shit was perfect. So hilarious. That's how cracker. That's how crackers interpret it. Sorry, I'm Floridian. We say cracker a lot. <laughs> Florida just like a bashing of racism. I mean, like, it was, I guess it goes every way. Um, I feel a little evil grinning about cops being murdered. Uh, I might be a little more radical than the two of you are. I couldn't care less. I hate Bobby Schmurder. You know who he is, Karen. Don't ask. LOL. I do now. And everything he stands for, but I sure did do the shmoney dance when I heard the news. I don't care that others see it as a tragedy. I see it as, well, that's what the fuck happens when you browbeat an entire race for decades. Someone is going to step out and do something like that eventually. They're all bad cops for the most part. Fuck them. If you can't keep your mouth shut, then shit happens to black people. When shit happens to black people, that means you don't care. So I don't care either. Uh, I will say this, man. The pettiest part of me feels that way. Uh, I, I won't lie. I, I mean, seriously, when, when those cops got shot, the pettiest part of me was like and that's why you don't fuck with us like you know like you keep oppressing the community that's what the fuck they're they're gonna reach the fringe element of the community is gonna reach out and do shit like that you know i'm sure that's how terrorists feel like how not terrorists i'm sure that's how certain people feel when terrorism is committed yeah where it's like i wouldn't have done it i'm a peaceful person i don't agree with them doing it it's fucked up but damn man don't y'all see how much y'all fucking us up like that people would even think to do something like this or even consider it yeah right that but that's the pettiest tiniest yeah, part but of me for me i'm i guess just compassion i'm still like that's a loss of life yeah exactly i fight against that because to me that really is just evil thinking that way like it's evil to be like and now I'm going to applaud innocent people being killed because yeah. that's worse. To me, that's worse than what police do. Right. To to applaud police officers being killed that did nothing to anybody. At all. That That's worse. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would not, I would not like co-sign that shit. Um, but yeah, the pettiest part of me, like, uh, and I honestly feel like that's what people hear in no matter what we say anyway. Like someone listening to this conversation would still be like, they they glad them cops died. Like, oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It don't matter. They don't. They're not gonna believe what we say anyway. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Certain, certain people just shoot them nothing. No, hmm? go ahead. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I agree. It's one. It's one of those things where it's like you could. It's like um, I guess you could say like a kettle boiling or something on a pot boiling, and it gets so hot, then the steam releases, and this is just part of that steam releasing because eventually it gets to the point where it just bubbles up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's, I don't think it's right, but at the same time, it's one of the things where it's like, you couldn't see this coming based off of your actions. Right. I feel like you, you fuck with the community until they feel they have no recourse. Correct. When there's not even indictments and shit, when there's not even going to be a trial, what recourse do you have? It's like you're killing us, so now somebody's going to try to kill you. And it's not like everybody's trying to do it. No, most people are not. someone that's not stable might be driven to action because of the unfairness of the situation. Like I said, I'm not supporting it, but when it happens, like I said, the pettiest part of me is like, well, maybe now they'll get it, you know? But obviously that's not the right thing to think. Nope, and that's not the outcome a lot of times either. No, they never get it. Right. It doesn't matter. Nope. You know, it's the the terrorism thing. It's not like, Mm -hmm. I mean, those kids, those dudes kill those people in that magazine and people double down on the rhetoric against terrorism. Like, and against Muslims and against all of Islam. So it just made it worse for everybody. Same way that the police doubled down on their rhetoric against black people and protesters. Correct. It just made it worse for everybody. So you didn't really help anybody, but. Mm-mm, but they don't <sighs> see it like that. Correct. Yeah. Sometimes I just feel like those are the people who've given up first. Like they just like, I give up now. Y'all win. Oh, yeah. The most I can do is take some of y'all niggas out on my way out. Uh, gotta love the hypocrisy of America. Rex Ryan and others get a show of support from the NYPD, and that's perfectly fine. Show support for niggas getting choked out and shot, and it stick to sports. Fuck you, white America. I'm also tired of hearing people make excuses for white people. To me, it boils down to four possibilities. Only two get a pass from me. One, you're willfully ignorant about the situation and don't care to know. Two, you know, yet you lie and act as if you don't understand, which is what plenty of cowardly racists do. Three, you legitimately uh, mentally retarded and therefore don't have the mental capacity to get it. Five, you're a kid. And when I say kid, I mean preteen or younger. I'll give a 10-year-old a pass because if they're saying racist shit, they're just parroting what their parents say. Uh, on a lighter note, I watched the 100. Wait, um, oh, I guess excuse. So he said excuse for white people. I guess it means excuses to be racist or excuses to not understand those cop shooting people situation right yeah i don't know man i feel like a lot of people don't care period yeah i think you gotta add number five to that is you don't give a fuck period yeah there's no other explanation there's some people that look at situations and go i don't care this don't affect me and it has nothing to do with white people there are black people that go i don't give a fuck so not giving a fuck anybody that thinks anyone that thinks it can't happen to them can opt out of caring right on a lighter note i binge watched the 100 sci-fi has never really been my thing but i found over the years that i'm a lot into a lot of the same stuff you're into so i gave it a shot good show i'll admit i turned my nose up a little when i found out it was on the cw lol i'm a bit of a tv snob most of the shows i watch on hbo showtime and amc cw you've been on it though Mm -hmm. octavia reminds me of kim from 24 this chick gets into so much dangerous laughing what she does like to be such a tough ass she does always end up in some bad situations although i do kind of like uh i don't know how many seasons i'm not gonna spoil anything i i don't know how far he's into it but i I like her in the second season more i also like how they use racism against me the asian dude fried the communication system didn't see that coming nope i saw the asian dude working and thought okay he got this he let me down <laughs> the second season got crazy. Damn. I didn't want to say too much a spoiler for others, but I'm looking forward to the mid season premiere on January 21st. That's all I have for now. Peace. Terry in Florida. He said, my bad. I read the email again. I didn't mean I couldn't care less about me being more radical than me. I was talking about, I mean, more radical than you. I was talking about the cops being shot. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I took it that yeah. way. You couldn't care less about them cops getting killed. Um, but uh, that was everybody. Whew. This was a monster. Three and a half hours, Karen. Yep, y'all had a lot of shit to say this week. And people, it's still thirty people in the chat. Yeah, it is. We thank y'all. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Um, all right, we'll be back tomorrow, ten a.m. Um, until yeah, they spent the whole afternoon with us, didn't they? Yeah, it's three something, man. Um, uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>